Hey, everybody. Uh, before you get to listen to episode 158, I just want to take the time right now to uh, send thoughts and prayers over to Cesar's family. Uh, Cesar is a member of our Belly Up family, uh, part of the Craft Brew uh, podcast. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, recently we just got the news that he passed away. Um, so you want to take the time right now and send thoughts and prayers and also have a brief moment in silence for, for Cesar. And, um, you know, obviously his time at Crab Brew, um, very enjoyable uh, person, great personality, uh, all in all, a lot of great moments from our time at Belly Up. So, um, so once again, thoughts and prayers over to Cesar's family and friends and rest in peace, Cesar. Um, till we meet again. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. The ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You can also find us on all things podcasts, and you can find us on YouTube. Please subscribe. And, of course, Goals TV, which is the Hulu of soccer content. Joining me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Eric Robles, which obviously you can't see his face, but I decided to start being more playful with, with Edward's uh, side of the of the recordings. By um, So today I put the Insert Name FC logo on Timo Werner's face. So Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's today. I don't know, I don't know if, we, if you want to make this a shtick where we just, like, put random, you know, you just pick, like, a random player. And we'll just put that. Are, are, we, are we picking a random player that I thought was going to be like an all star at one point in life? And we're just. Do you like, want to do that? Like, do you just want to like Edwards? Like, oh my god, I can't believe that guy wasn't that good. <laughs> oh god. I, I don't know how many guys. Is there, is there a lot of guys? Uh, Timo Werner was one where he was a fly by Chelsea. Um, bro, honestly, he was a he was a pretty big flop. Uh, in this in this uh in Thornton half, honestly. Well, ah, we'll geez. we'll talk we'll talk about uh Timo Werner later on, but 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 yeah, no, uh, well, yeah, because we'll be talking. Obviously, transfer windows open, so we will be talking transfers. Uh, but I don't know, Edward. I, I don't. You don't necessarily have to like pick a player that you overly hype. You could just pick a random player. Uh, you know, however you want to yeah, do it, unless you want to just stick with Timo Werner all year. <laughs> I, I was gonna say y'all could you could do a shtick where it's like. Until he finally scores a hat trick, then maybe y'all take it off. Oh, okay. So he scores a hat trick, and then we have to pick a new player. Yeah, pretty much. Because like that—that that was the hype. That was the hype. Remember, I was like, 
man, he might actually score a hat trick in the Champions League, and he fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I need a. We need to clip that, man. Uh, I might have to try to clip that that moment where you, you said you said what you said about <laughs> about a uh, Tony, uh, not a uh, Timo Werner. Jesus Christ, I can't even say names right now. But uh, okay. All right, so that's gonna be the that's gonna be the goal. So for as long as until Timo Werner scores a hat trick, um, we're gonna have the insert name FC logo plastered on top of Timo Werner's face to represent Edward um, till he scores a hat trick, and then we'll pick a new player. Um, it has to be like somebody that's probably struggling as well, right? I mean, I would assume that that should be the joke as well. Oh god, yeah. I mean, shit. Because if that's the case, Robert yeah. Lewandowski. I mean, you might be next. <laughs> no, I mean, if anything, remember, remember when when Manchester United picked up Anthony, and I was like, oh, you know, that's actually a good purchase. I think he might actually do some good. And then, yeah, he take it back, take it back. Don't worry, we all we all have those bad takes. Um, yeah, I have a shitload of bad takes. Yeah, I mean, remember, I I I overly hyped Onana for you, so I apologize for that one. You, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, so this episode, we're going to talk about transfers because the transfer window has been opened. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, there's only one headline. Uh, it's it's just something that I wanted to bring up. I might throw something else while we're talking transfers just because it, it is something relevant to talk about. Um, and then we're going to have a preview of the 2023 African Cup of Nations. Uh, if you... Just so you guys understand, yes, the the tournament is currently going on right now. It actually started last this the past weekend, but obviously we didn't start recording till you know now. So we 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 took a bit of a break during the holidays, and so it's already been recorded. Um, I actually was able to get Musa from uh, a member of Goals TV to come on and talk about African Cup of Nations. He's actually very knowledgeable of the continent of Africa and their soccer culture over there because you all know, he's, he's African. Um, and so it, it, it did help out. So actually kind of two things happen where obviously you're going to have it on this episode, but also you're going to start seeing like little segments of our recordings on belly ups YouTube channel. So in a way I was able to kind of get the, get the preview uh, out ahead of time. So everyone knew we're, where we felt about each groups and all that because it was on belly up, but obviously now you're going to see it here on the insert name FC, uh, YouTube channel. So, um, so that, so yeah, so we, we got it out of the way, just, just pointing that out. But, um, uh, but yeah, so we do have Musa from Mo football to help out with the African cup of nations. Um, definitely we'll try to bring him on after the group stages as well. Announce our first, uh, first players of the week for the, for the year. So we'll see see how that goes. Give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And this is actually going to be a five-a-side draft, but Edward, being the amazing co-host that he is, uh, told me, "Hey, Hector, we we can't we can't have a, we can't do a five-a-side draft on this. We has there has to be three up, three down." And I agree. So uh, we we made an audible. We made the corrections. Um, Edward is is my rib, um, and so yeah. So now we're gonna do a three up, three down on the year. 2023 which depending on how it goes that might be the segment that gets featured on the belly up youtube channel um so we'll we'll see how that goes so um and and if it does well there you, you saw it on also on the belly up youtube channel so we'll see how how all this goes but um i just want to say one thing edward 
before we go on to the, to the rest of the show. Um, shout out to Spencer. Like, oh, hell yeah. Shout out to Spencer. Obviously, uh, had to be a team player. Uh, he, you know, he obviously paid off the singing bet uh, at our end of the year episode, which you know you're supposed to. And I, I will say, um, I didn't expect Spencer. Look, look, I I picked the songs, and usually, whenever there's a song that is probably in a language that Spencer can't speak, can't well doesn't know. Um, I I usually offer an option for Spencer to pick an you know to opt out and I'll just give him another song. Um, he didn't say anything and he just went ahead and sang "Ella Baila Sola" by Peso Pluma, and <laughs> which he which for someone that doesn't speak Spanish, and, and specifically the only Spanish that he does know of is Dominican Spanish. Um, I feel like he knocked it out of the park. Um, but <laughs> that's just me. Uh, so props to Spencer. Uh, I know. I know 2024 is not going out so great for him with Alabama losing to to Michigan and then um and then Nick Saban retiring from coaching uh which if you guys want to know uh the uh, the guys that don't understand American football uh that's like basically Nick Saban retiring from college football is Sir Alex Ferguson retiring he is literally the greatest coach in college football history so um which Sir Alex Ferguson greatest coach of all time um oh yeah so yeah, so uh, yeah, it's 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 not a great time for for Spencer, um. But I will say the uh, amazing performance that he did, uh, eye to eye, great great performance, uh, definitely killed in the Foo Fighters and then Pezzo Pluma. I just, it, it he he swept me off my feet. I can say that. Edward, what did you think about Spencer's performance? I thought it was lovely, very very awesome renditions, and I mean, yeah. Props to him. I'll be honest, like I can never sing that good. He knows this. You know this. Everyone knows this. You definitely so, have lost more of the singing best than anybody else on the show. So Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. I still cannot get over the fact of uh um was it was it Don't Forget About Us? No, it was the Mariah Carey song. But Oh, uh, we belong together? There you go, that one. Man, there you go, that one. I think once we knock out a few more of these of these singing bets, we definitely gotta do like a maybe a, a, a either a five a aside trio? draft of oh. the singing bets because there's God. some there's I'll, some. There's I'll some be honest. Legendary. I think Spence. I think Spence would actually win them all. To be honest with you. Oh, Spencer's got like the best ones, man. Uh, obviously, never gonna give you up. Uh. Oh, dude, my I don't God, know about dude. you. That I don't know, man. Never hot gonna take. give you hot nev- take. Really early hot take, you. but his performance of his, his pestle plume performance might be all time right now. <laughs> no, I think I think I still think his uh, never gonna give you a takes the cake. Like that one, that one is like legendary. I mean, think about it. We actually had it. Our 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 followers, everybody, they actually enjoyed that version of never gonna give you up. Yeah, I mean, it's Rick Astley. You can't you can't be mad. Okay, yeah, I, I guess. But definitely number two is is a uh, Spencer singing "Ella Baila Sola," um, <laughs> bro. <laughs> when especially when he hits the "Ella," <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel bro, you, he hit. I was not ready for that at all. So shout out to Spencer, man! What a guy! <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> he's a, he's a true he's a legend in the making. But all right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear a lovely, lovely ad, and then we'll get going with uh, 
You know what? It's not going to be an overreaction, but it is something that we're going to talk about before we get going with transfers. So there's that. Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is the official jerky of Belly Up Sports. For over a decade, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky has led the American meat snack revolution by concocting delicious, adventurous, U.S. source jerky recipes for uncompromising carnivores across the country. With 15 different flavors to choose from, Righteous Felon has all jerky lovers covered, and by using promo code BELLYUP, you will get 15% off your purchase at RighteousFelon.com. Do your taste buds a favor today and rip into a bag of Righteous Felon Jerky. And we're back. All right. So usually we always start things off with an overreaction. Well, this season, at least we started out with an overreaction. Um, and I don't know. If this, this isn't really an overreaction, but um, just the Saudi Pro League um, MLS wins. That's all I got to say on that one. Um, it kind of, you, you know, with me and everyone, we were talking about the rise of the Saudi Pro League. Uh, we were like, we've seen this happen before. We've seen this dance. You know, we saw it happen with the Chinese Super League. I think Israel was also kind of doing, I don't know if it was Israel or India. I forgot what other, other league was, but I remember the Chinese Super League because. No, I think, I think, I think it was a Turkish league. Was it? Okay. Maybe it was where, Turkish league. I, I think it was like most, most of the people were going to Turkey and everything. Like, you know, it wasn't, it but, wasn't you like, know, it oh was my that God. thing where, oh man, look at all this money they're throwing at these players and, Oh, uh, you know, now they're gonna they might compete with Europe with with the players that they're bringing in, and, and there was a moment I will say there was a moment that I thought, oh man, the Saudi League actually might be, might be uh, might be here to stay, but there has been a bunch of rumors. I'm not saying that it is happening, but there has been a lot of rumors that a lot of these guys want out of Saudi Arabia, like they want to leave like now. Um, can, I know. Can uh, I can I give you an example of who? Who? Uh, Jordan Henderson. I, I was actually gonna bring that up. See, dude, I told you Edwards my rib. Um, but yeah, you know, go ahead, go. There's uh Jordan Henderson, I believe. Uh, I believe even um, shoot, I was reading it was Jordan Henderson. Uh, I want to say that Cristiano Ronaldo was also a rumor. I didn't hear Cristiano Ronaldo, but I did hear Roberto no, he's, Firmino. He's, Roberto Firmino was one. And Benzema is another one. Benzema. Benzema is actually – so I think Benzema might actually go to uh, Manchester United on a six-month loan. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of things. I don't I, – I know, Manchester United was one that I heard. I also heard Chelsea, which I mean, I think everyone's going to throw Chelsea because of Chelsea. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think I also heard Arsenal. And then I think Firmino, I heard Fulham. I've heard, I think Newcastle was a name as well. Um, also, Gabby Vega. Gabby Vega, if you guys don't oh, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. promising a, a guy that I actually rate very highly. I think he has a lot of potential. Chose to go to Saudi Arabia because of the money. And um, so there's been a lot of complaints about these players. Like these players apparently. Uh, aren't fans of the weather? Go figure. Um, uh, and then I think I don't necessarily think that the league is that big of a problem. I mean, the game is still the game. Um, I know Benzema. One of his complaints is that he wants better players around him. Which I mean, if you look at Al Nassar, I mean, I think there's a fair point to a fair argument. Um, <laughs> but 
and and I think they have like a rule where I think it's nine foreign players. Like you're only allowed to have nine foreign players per team. And I think they're working on fixing that rule by making it now 10. Wow. A lot of players. Um, Just bumping it up to one. The only, hey, the only, the only, hey, think about it this way. The only player that's going to be like the, the, the player that's actually from Saudi probably going to be the goalkeeper and all teams. Everybody else is going to be like an outfield player. Midfielder, defenders, you know. At yeah, that dude, point, that's, gonna, that's gonna be crazy. Look, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll say this. Like, I do think that the that league should be pushing a more, a bigger approach as to developing, you know, their own homegrown talent. Um, and I know this sounds very hypocritical as I'm a Real Madrid fan, and when you look at that roster, there's like almost hardly any Spanish players on that on that team. Um, but um, and then even uh, even so, if you want to use the Houston Dynamo on me as well, because there's not a lot of Americans that are playing on that team as well. Um, but mm-hmm. but I do think that there is like a certain obligation that the league has to develop their national team's players. And you know, once again, this is probably this isn't even an old man yells at cloud. I just think that this is just logical sense, especially if you're d- developing youth academies. Um, but I mean. But kind of what we saw with the Chinese Super League, which was that that was one of the things that they were doing was like, hey, that there's this there's a limit of foreign players that you can have on your rosters. And the side league already had it. I mean, nine. You That does sound like a lot of players, to be fair. But I mean, when you're going after the big players, like going after Neymar, which I mean, he's he's not playing because he's injured. Um, but, you know, when you're going after Cristiano Ronaldo, Kareem Benzema, when you're going after potential players like Gabby Vega, you know, like, you know, when that's still, that you know, nine players, you know, that may, especially when you're filling out, like, basically a super team, I guess you can say, of, yeah. of older players. Um, yeah, you're not going to be able to... You're gonna. It's gonna become an arms race over there, and I think uh, where adding an additional player may sound not that, not that it, like, oh my god, now ten players, uh, but that is still pretty big. Like I would say, like you can have an all star roster and just have your your Saudi Arabian goalkeeper, um, but but yeah, I but I think like what what happened with the Chinese Super League, it was just gonna, it was eventually gonna happen with the with the Saudi League, um. And it's happening now. So, like, you're seeing the issue. But I think, like, the, the level of competition, I don't think, is, like, that big of a deal because I feel like the players that chose to go to Saudi Arabia, they knew what they were getting themselves into when they received that lucrative amount of money, Um, which is the same thing for the guys who went to the Chinese Super League. Like, you knew what you got yourself into when you accepted that paycheck. Um, But I think... Basically, let, let's put it this way. Basically, it's, like, sexy signings. But also, you already knew if you were playing in the Saudi league, you know damn well they weren't going to call you up for the World Cup if you were if you were playing in in one of those leagues because it's like they're not one of the major big leagues that you're. It's powerhouse. You're not in the Italian league. You're not in the EPL. You're not in the Liga. You're not even in in a German league. So more than likely, like that's where the, all the World Cup players who play in clubs come from you don't see them picking people like let's put it this way Bato we both know he was cold before he went to Shanghai 
And after when he went to Shanghai, we never ever saw him play for Brazil. World Cup friendlies, anything. We never saw him play. Like uh, we we had figured like this dude just fell off the face of the earth, but he was just in China. So that was that's one Oscar. Same thing, you know. Once he and he was the one that I mean he was the one that scored the only goal against Germany in that travesty of a game, and yet we were thinking okay. He still has a few good years left, you know. He still got some moves. He went to China, he went to China. Boom, he disappeared as well. So it's like, it's like the if the the federations, I guess, are looking at players who are also playing in the big leagues. Hell, you might even play in the MLS, and they'll actually call you up depending mm-hmm. on where you're from, you know. But I mean, when you once you go to the Saudi league, the Chinese leagues, the Turkish Super League, like stuff like that, I don't think they'll look at you anymore and like how you were like, oh, this dude was a beast when he was in the EPL. Now I look at him, he's still a beast, but he's a beast in a lower division. It's like saying, this dude's a beast at playing in the first division of, or like, you know, MLS, but now he's playing on Sunday leagues and he's a beast. I don't think I'm going to pick him up anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, like I said, level of competition, I don't necessarily think was like the big deciding factor, but like, I know for sure with Jordan Henderson, um, obviously the laws in Saudi Arabia are going to be a factor because obviously uh, more towards like the, the laws for women in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, it's not necessarily. And, and, and this is another thing that I kind of was kind of thought could happen, but I didn't want to say it because, I, you know, that would make me seem seem like a dick. But. Like when you go to these countries, you have to respect their cultures. Like, I I think I understood more if you were a Muslim player. Like, obviously, you kind of already understand the i the the customs and ideals of 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 a country like Saudi Arabia. So, like, I don't hear that complaint from Kareem Benzema, or at least I haven't seen any rumors that Kareem Benzema is like bothered by that because obviously he's Muslim. Uh, and and so. And but like obviously for someone that's not well informed of of the uh, Islamic culture, um, you're gonna think it's kind of ridiculous, especially you know, whereas you come from a culture where that's not that's not how you do it. You you know you don't it, it's not done that way. So and this isn't me trying to take a jab at at like the laws of Islam and the the viewings of 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 like the Islamic culture, you know, obviously what you believe is what you believe. And clearly people buy, you know, live, go abide it. You know what I mean? Um, but I can see someone that's an outsider who is used to living in a certain way, having trouble conforming to that. Um, and maybe, maybe they can, you know, the Saudi could view like some sort of exemption for them, but then that probably could also lead to a whole can of worms, which I don't see them doing in any way. Um, but, but I think because that was another factor, which a lot of these players are like, you know, hey, my wife isn't really comfortable here because of the laws here. So it's probably another reason why they, they want to push out of out of the Saudi league. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like like I think we, we all said it. And even with the whole I don't know if it's still going on with the whole Cristiano Ronaldo thing, hugging, hugging that one guy. That you know, he took a picture, he hugged him, gave him an autograph t shirt and stuff, and then supposedly he was like, Oh, they're they're because it was a public 
display of affection kind of stuff. They were like, oh, um, you're going to be fined or you're going to face time in jail. Like, like what? Dude, like, what? Like, it, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to say they're ridiculous rules, but I mean, I feel like they're just over the top to where it's like they really don't approve of certain I mean, and, and um, that's their culture. I, I, I honestly, like, I'm not going to say saying. that it's wrong, right judge. or wrong. That's just what they believe in. And like, I like kind of like what I just like, I said earlier, like to them, it's not crazy. But to us, yeah, it's like, this is come on. This is a little ridiculous. Um, And obviously, because we're used to viewing things in a different way. And like I said, these people have already been abiding to these rules way before we even existed. So like. So, I, I mean, but I this also could have been a potential issue, especially for the for a lot of people that, you know, are in relationships or in marriages with people that are models, you know, <laughs> you know like <laughs> just going to point that out um, or have children with models. And, and so. So, yeah. So I think that, like, I'm not maybe maybe they make they make their adjustments to Saudi League to. Be more accommodating do i see it happening maybe maybe not i don't really know i can't tell you i'm not i don't represent the the government of saudi arabia um but if if that doesn't get corrected though i could see a lot of guys start getting turned off by the the money's not going to be enough for them to come uh come to the saudi league and i mean we're seeing it now where you know antoine griezmann is more interested in going to the mls uh luka modric he he said no to going to the side league. I think he got offered a lot of money to go play for Al Nassar, and he said, "Nah, I'm good. I don't know where he's going, but I just know he's not going to Saudi Arabia." Um, but like you know, more and more, you're gonna you're starting to see more players like, "Yeah, I just rather not go there." Um, yeah, which is what happened with the Chinese Super League. Like it's, we've seen me and Edward have seen this dance plenty of times now. So, yep. uh, so I mean, I think we all saw that coming. Um, am I saying that the MLS is now going to get all these players? No, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to be cocky because I know people were trying to compare the MLS to the, to the Saudi league. Um, but which that's apples and oranges. Um, but at the end of the day, like, this is what happens, man. Like it, it's going to take a lot more than money to get players to, to buy in, in the league. And, you know, especially when it's not necessarily the league's fault. It's, I think. Once again, this isn't me saying that it's because of the league. I think it's just because of the rules that are in place in Saudi Arabia is is what's going to make it hard for these players to want to go to those kind of destinations. Once again, unless you are someone that is Muslim, which, like, for example, Kareem Benzema, I thought it did make it made a lot of sense for him to go to Saudi Arabia because, once again, he's a Muslim, and and it's easier for him to conform to those laws in Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and so, but you know, but for him, I think it's just because he wants he wants to improve his chances of competing with all Etihad, or no, all 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 the team. I don't know the team. I don't know the team they plays for right now. I, I lost I lost memory. All I know is Al Nassar. Um, I think it's all Etihad, which is crazy because he plays with Conte. Um, but apparently, I guess he wants more more better players. Um, but you know that's not a here or there. And uh, but till till that gets corrected, I I think that we're gonna start seeing more guys opt out of 
the opportunity to go into the Star League, even as enticing as that money is going to be, they're gonna they're gonna not go there. Um, but but yeah, so that was my little overreaction. Uh, Star League looks like it's falling apart. Um, maybe not falling apart is the right word. I just think it's going kind of how I expected it was gonna go. Probably a little bit sooner than I thought, because I mean, Chinese Super League. We were we were talking that that was a you know we were people were get there was guys in FIFA big players that were still in FIFA that we were I was buying off of the Chinese Super League, when you know um so yeah I but you know money isn't the only way to get players that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying there's there's more to it um and you tried Saudi Arabia you tried but all right um uh, we're gonna go ahead and start talking transfers. Um, we're going to get started with the, for, and, and for transfers, it's not like me and Edward go down one by one and, and, you know, speak of every single transfer, like one that's going to make this episode way too fucking long. Um, so we usually just, you know, kind of go down. If there's anything that we want to talk about, we'll, we'll stop for a moment and talk about it. But most of the time it's literally just like, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, being that we've been away um since before christmas there's been a lot of transfers that's happened so transfers loans yeah. a, lot of, a lot of shit has happened so um so we're only getting like we're not going to talk rumors we're just going to go right right into it um so kick things off um i didn't see if it was official or not but i think it, well at least not where i was looking through the sources but i think it is official i think chicharito hernandez is back with chivas de guadalajara um, so probably the right thing to do, right? I mean, that's where you all where it started. Why not finish it there? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty cool, but yeah. And here we go. Donnie Van de Beek is out on loan at Eintracht Frankfurt. So, which I forgot he was even at Manchester United. <laughs> forgot he even <laughs> he's, existed. He's... Dude, he's he's been there. It's just he's not got any burn at all. Which is ironic because ten you know, with Ten Hog you would think he would flourish. Bro, trust me, tr- <laughs> trust me, trust me, I know. I know I know it's a very soft you and Ten Hog is a very soft spot, uh soft conference. Uh, not an easy subject for you. Um but continuing on, Jordy Mihalovich is coming back from Europe to go ahead and join the Colorado Rapids. I'm going to tell you this right now. This will not be the last time you guys hear Colorado Rapids in this transfer, uh, in this transfer discussion. Um, <laughs> Miles Robinson. Everyone thought he was going to make this big splash move to PSV. He said that he wanted more. He he wasn't wanting to take the the paycheck that he was going to get offered over at PSV, and instead chose FC Cincinnati. Which, if you guys remember, that was the team that won the Supporter Shield. So that team just got significantly better. Um, and obviously, Miles Robinson is also Spencer's guy. So, <laughs> yikes! Uh, if you guys don't know, Spencer likes Atlanta United. I don't know. I don't know necessarily if he's like a, a like aligned with an MLS team. I know now he lives in Seattle, but I did give him Miles Robinson Atlanta United jersey. So that, hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> Now I'm not the only person that has like a very poorly dated jersey of a player. <laughs> so that might be also a three up, three down uh topic one day is our, our personal jersey collections. <laughs> right. Because I have a lot of down. 
uh, Zach Steffen, man, uh, he is leaving Europe, and now he is back here with the Colorado Rapids, which is kind of funny because, remember, when Tim Howard left to you know play in Europe, went to Manchester United, then obviously went to Everton, and then when he came back to the MLS, where did he go play? The Colorado Rapids. So, yeah, not making comparisons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are two way different guys. One, uh, one was a, a was a clear legend, and the other one just fell off and lost his job to Matt Turner. So, damn. I I still think Zach Steffen's good, but I mean, it's hard it's hard not to pick Matt Turner, though. You know. Oh yeah. So that's the only thing. Um, Brandon Vasquez, another American player that a lot of people were thinking that he's going to make the jump to America, to the, to Europe and, and, you know, try to push himself into the conversation for, uh, the possible nine spot for the U S which I think at this point it's Balakon and Ricardo Pepe. I don't think anybody's getting added onto that battle anytime soon. Uh, especially the way those two are. Uh, so but Brandon Vasquez actually decided not to go to Europe, but he's not staying in the U.S. as he is joining Monterrey. Um, I didn't, I didn't write it down, but I think Funes Mori. He was a, he's a, used to be the striker for Monterrey. Now he went to Pumas, so they needed a striker, and so Monterrey went and got Brandon Vasquez. So mm, that's right. So so yeah. Brandon Vasquez now in Monterrey, which I don't know if I I didn't I didn't really see him play. Uh, Liga Mekis already started. They started this past weekend, um, so I it's going to be intriguing to see him play there in Monterrey. Um, Sergio Reguillon is uh, Manchester United basically is like, yeah, we don't need you anymore, so they sent him back to Tottenham. So, <laughs> yay! I I don't know. <laughs> this, this is not like you're going to any other. You're probably you're probably in a worse situation. I'd rather be in Manchester United than be in Tottenham. So that's just me. That's just me. Uh, Eric Dyer of Tottenham is leaving Tottenham and reuniting with his boy uh, Harry Kane over at Bayern Munich. This is to me the most bizarre signing I have ever seen. I don't get it, but hey, Bayern Munich got their guy. That's all. I I don't really know what else to say about this. Uh, you're like they got their guy. They got their guy. I mean, I didn't know anybody wanted him. <laughs> what if Harry Kane was like, "I want him"? Maybe Harry Kane said something. That's which what would be which would be really impressive because Harry Kane, oof. <laughs> you need you need subtitles to understand what that guy's saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But imagine, imagine, maybe not in Germany. Maybe they understand his English like German. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, I don't. That was a oh, terrible German accent. <laughs> I, yeah, I apologize. That was really bad. Uh, Timo Werner, Edwards' guy, the the person that's right now slapped in front of the insert name FC logo. Um, he is going on loan from RB Leipzig to Tottenham. Um. Has he has not been the same guy since he, he went to not. Chelsea? It, it's crazy. He he was such a highly rated striker till Chelsea happened. To yep. be fair, though, they were playing him out of position. They had him on the wing for some yeah. reason. 
and they, and they still have him in, in a wing. Yeah. It's so, so, so yeah, it's he's going to... It's got it's to it's let you know, like, bro, you, you playing me in the wrong position. I can't do shit here, bro. Yeah, which, I mean, his return to, to RB Leipzig wasn't necessarily that great either. He really wasn't doing much there as well, so... Maybe you can get a swag back at Tottenham. I don't know. I don't see it happening. I think Richarlson has been doing a pretty good job, though. Um, that's my one nice thing about Tottenham. So there you go. Take it for what you want. I'm not saying anything else nice about Tottenham. Um, but yeah, so Timo Werner, he's on loan with Tottenham. Uh, Julian Gressel, he is joining Inter Miami, which I think this is a really smart uh, addition to, to Inter Miami. Uh, because of one, Julian Gressel's like really good. Uh, I mean, you're talking about like, you know, like how Robert Taylor, right? The, the, I don't know if he's Scottish or I think he's Scottish. Either Scottish or English. He's from the UK. Um, there, I, I'm gonna play it real safe there. <laughs> he's from the UK. Um, but Robert Taylor, I mean, you know, one of the guys that really benefited from Messi coming in. You know, uh, I think Julian Gressel like kind of can have this can have a similar effect which he's already good as you know he's already a good proven mls player um and to add that on to what is now a really fucking loaded inner miami team i'm just gonna say this if inner miami doesn't win the mls cup then what the fuck are they doing that's that's all i gotta say <laughs> you you have you know obviously you have jordi alba messi uh sergio Busquets, and now and now Luis you got Suarez. fucking luis suarez which that dude is going to have so much ice bags on his knees every single fucking game. <laughs> dude, they better have like 10 ice baths just ready to go for these guys because they're, they're, they're definitely on their last legs. Um, but, but Julian Gressel, I think, is a good addition for them. I think it's a, it's a good MLS move because you need to get MLS guys. Like you, it, like you can't, you can't thrive in the MLS without guys that know how to play in the MLS. Like, you know, which I mean, Sergio, Sergio Busquets was at least like early when they were just playing, just started playing the MLS, they were just wheeling and dealing. And I think at one point their legs were just, they were just getting tired near the end, um, which is kind yeah. of where they, where they fell off. Obviously Messi got his injury. Um, and so like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it happened. Um, but I think, you know, adding little additions like that, like adding a, a Julian Gressel, uh, you know, you they added those those young players from Argentina. Um, I think it was like Facundo Farias, and uh, there's another kid. I just can't remember off the top of my, na- uh, top of my head. But, like, these are kind of like the smart MLS guys that you would see come in, and you sprinkle them along with Messi and Sergio Busquets and Luis Suarez. Like this team is going to be nasty, um, which uh, I hope you guys are saving up because these tickets are going to be very expensive. <laughs> yeah, and I think season tickets like are sold out. Like this, they already sold out season tickets in near Miami, so mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, but continuing on, man, Cade Cowell, San Jose player. I I think he's a little overrated. If you ask me, he's just really he's just really fucking fast. Like if there's if there's one thing that I need to say about K Cal, the dude is just uh so Jose Teas from Gold TV, his uh his favorite wor- his favorite phrase for these guys is a pace merchant. Um sounds nice. Sounds it sounds kinda of, it, it's like it's a it's like a really nice way to be disrespectful, I guess. 
to call somebody yeah. a paste merchant? <laughs> if you call me a paste merchant, which I don't think anybody would in their own mind call me a paste merchant, but if you were to call me that, I wouldn't know that's an insult. That sounds kind of nice to be called a paste merchant. <laughs> but uh, Cade Cow is joining Chivas de Guadalajara. That's crazy. An American. Technically, and we're technically, it does fit to the parameters of what Chivas does. If you guys don't know, Chivas de Guadalajara only signs Mexican players. Yeah. Kate Cowell has a Mexican mother. So, <laughs> loophole. <laughs> um, he's also, I, I do believe he also has a Mexican passport, which if you guys don't know, if your parents are from Mexico, I can't speak of any other countries, but I know it, you know, so for, for, for me and Edward's case, me and Edward can become dual citizens because of our parents. Um, yeah. So, so it's the same thing with, with, if your parents are Mexican as well. Um, so he's Mexican. He's Mexican American. Um, he, he actually does have a, a Mexican passport. Um, I do believe his younger brother is part of the youth system with Mexico. Um, I know Kate Cal was thinking about doing a potential switch over to the Mexican national team. Um, wouldn't be mad if you didn't. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so technically, technically, this does fit to the parameters of what Chivas de Guadalajara usually does, which is signing Mexican players, because technically he is Mexican. Um, it's just weird because he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> That's gonna, that's be, gonna be weird. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. So Chivas de Guadalajara, Cade Cow, Chicharito. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, just wanted to step in real quick here. Um, so it as as of right now, um, there is no official word of Chicharito signing with Chivas de Guadalajara. So, uh, so yeah. So this. And honestly, me and Eric were both under the impression that the deal has already happened. But uh, I've I've been looking everywhere, and there's nothing that has stated that officially that uh, Chicharito Hernandez. I think the rumors are still pretty strong that it is going to happen. But as far as I know, there has no word of of Chicharito joining Chivas. So, so yeah, there's that. At least you know. At least you know someone's going to speak English in there. Uh... I mean, I think that there is a lot of Mexican players that do speak, obviously, because there's a lot of Mexican American players as well. But like, um, you know, like I, I was only like, it was only two years ago that I realized like Ochoa spoke English. Is that blew my <laughs> mind? I was like, wow, did not see that company. Um, but one of the random things that like Hector Herrera told me was that, that you'd be surprised that there's actually a lot of guys that speak English in the Mexican national team, and I was like, and not you, not me. Um, so it was that was that was interesting, but yeah, Cade Cow, that's gonna be a very weird Chivas jersey. I'm just gonna say that. Cow, uh, you got Chicharito. Uh, I, I can't really think of any of the names. Is Briseño still playing there? I think Briseño still think plays so. there. Briseño and Cow. <laughs> just okay. I I might I might be keeping an I'm you know I'll be keeping an eye on Chivas this year for for Liga Mekis as obviously you guys know I'm no longer affiliated with a Liga Mekis team I am just now strictly a Liga Mekis fan so 
I'm going to be watching some Chivas games because I want to see Cade Cowell do something. I don't know. People have been complaining about Chivas. It's crazy to think that this team was at the final a year ago. The class, they, were in the, they were in the final for the Clausura, uh, got destroyed by Tigres. And um, so, yeah. So they haven't been – they honestly haven't been good for a while, for a lot long, for a, for a very long time, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of complaints. But anyways, continuing on, I'll save this one for last just because I know everyone's going to be very happy about it. But Sam Vines, another American player that went over to Europe, didn't pan out. Look, I'll give I'll give them E for effort. You know, like they tried. They tried to go to Europe and they tried to make something out of it. It didn't pan out. And I mean, I'll give them credit for that. But hey, they learned a lot. They'll be able to hopefully apply that to when they come back to the MLS, which is Sam Vines. Um, he is going to the Colorado Rapids. So <laughs> Colorado's doing something. I don't know what it is, but they're doing something. So you know, keep it look keep uh keep it on the lookout. Um some potential guys are going to the MLS. I would say Ethan Horvath is a guy to keep an eye on. I know that he might not go to the MLS. I think there's some championship teams that are interested in him as well. So Ethan Horvath might be a name that we'll see also at some point this month. Um, but all right, Eric, the last one and the most important one, right? Uh-huh. Jaden yes, Sancho is returning to Borussia Dortmund on loan. I don't believe there's a buyback option or I don't think there's a buy on clause, uh, a buy option uh, for Jaden Sancho, which if you're Manchester United, you might want to might want to take your loss on this one. Um, but Jaden Sancho is back with Borussia Dortmund. And he also already made an impact. He did have an assist uh, this past weekend. So he's back, right? I mean, and and he's rocking he's the 10. Back. Rocking the 10 yeah. for Borussia Dortmund. Edward, you were happy he was coming to Manchester United. That didn't pan out. But now he's back with with your club, Borussia Dortmund. How, how do you feel? I feel great, dude. Like, that's basically what – I mean, what he said, Dortmund, that's the thing. It's like they have good uh, up-and-coming talent. But, I mean, just adding Jaden Sancho on there, basically bringing him back. I know Rose was happy about that. <laughs> He's got that little extra speed boost that he needs since he doesn't have it anymore. Like, I'm not saying that Rose doesn't have it. It's just, you know, Rose is up there in age, and I'm pretty sure he can't keep up that pace at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, but... this was this was kind of like you – it was you and me both like, bro, Borussia Dortmund needs to do this. Like, yep. they need to make this move happen, um, especially with the way the team has been – like, Borussia Dortmund, they haven't been terrible, but they're not the team that we're usually seeing from, from the Bundesliga. And uh, that could be a lot of factors, but – you expect them to at least be in that top three discussion, and I don't think they've been doing that so far this year. But an adi- uh, adding Jaden Sancho, one, I he he's clearly hungry. Um, you know, if you guys saw that game, like I said, he got an assist in his in his return. Um, he's hungry. He's trying to prove that he he's not a flop. Um, I think that there's a lot of factors going into what happened with Manchester United. I think timing wise, wasn't great that he came off of that Euro final loss where he missed that penalty. Um, and Manchester United probably didn't do such a great job of putting, giving him confidence because he was not playing for some weird reason. Um, and, and so I think that that was like, 
a lot of factoring into why Jaden Sancho just didn't look like Jaden Sancho anymore. Um, but you know, it from what it looks like, it looks like you know Marco Ruiz can pull a Whoopi Goldberg and get Jaden Sancho's groove back. Um, so that that's gonna, <laughs> that's oh, gonna be Jaden Sancho got his groove back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Uh but but yeah, man. So no, smart move by by Borussia Dorman. You you bring back you bring back somebody that you know is gonna that immediately uplift the team. Um I will say this. If if you're Gio Reyna, you might want to start looking elsewhere. Um uh, <laughs> it, it just hasn't been working out. I think it's more so the manager for Borussia Dorman just doesn't I don't know what he if what he just doesn't see in Gio Reyna, but like when Gio Reyna has been on the field, he has been very impactful. So, I don't know. I think it's just the coach's fault. I think the coach is an idiot. Um, but, uh, yeah, he he's gonna have to look at some options. I know. I know. Real Sociedad is a is a name that I heard. Um, and we'll see what happens with him because, you know, especially now with Jaden Sancho, I I think that this is gonna shrink a lot of minutes for for Gio Reyna. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens, man. But. But that is the transfers uh, ended on a high note for Edward because obviously Edward Edward needed needed a win needed a win especially after uh, Real Madrid won the I'm, I don't I'm not gonna brag about that no one cares about the Spanish Super Cup. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know until you brought it up. That oh. like I was. Uh... Oh, they lost four one. Um, <clears throat> oh damn. Yeah, but it, it, it's Spanish Super Cup. Who fucking cares? Um, <laughs> Um, but all right, the only headline that we're going to talk about in this episode. So, uh, it was something that was kind of been hearing around. It's not official, but, uh, the, the European court, I don't know what, which European court specifically, but it did rule that, uh, UEFA and FIFA preventing the European Super League is, is, it is not legal. Um, so now the European Super League is back to being allowed to try to do that league. Um, I do believe uh. I do believe Barcelona and Real Madrid are still active in that, um, which is great because you know how you know I love seeing you know Fiorentino Perez's dumb face on every on every Bleacher Football post about the European Super League. Um, so that's great for me, um, but. So yeah, so the court ruling, so the European Super League could continue, but uh, I, I've seen that a lot of the English Premier League teams have still been very clear that they are not going to be involved with it, um, which cool. But but yeah, so but now they have changed the format. They have they have actually announced like the way that they want to run the league, and but just mind you guys that you know starting next season, you know after this after this Champions League. Champions League is changing. Like, it's not going to be the same format. It's not going to be the group stages anymore. It is going to be full-on stupid. It's it's basically going to be the Super League. So, so there's that. But the new format for the, for the European Super League, if it does happen, there's going to be three tiers. You're going to have the Star League that has 16 teams, as well as the Goal League is another one, which I feel like that might be, like, I guess your Europa Conference League and your Europa League, if you will. And then you have the blue league. I don't know. Blue league. This is like the most confusing like rating sheet ever. Like you get a blue star, you get a gold star, 
here's a star. Look, like, I. Uh, what, what was it? Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Michael Scott's like grading grading rubric. Uh, um, Stanley got an A. Jim got like a thumbs up, and Dwight got a star. Oh yeah. <laughs> It, this is literally like what this is to me. Like, I'm just like, I can't tell what's better. Do I want to be in the star league? Do I want to be in the gold league or do I want to be in the blue league? Um, but the only thing that's different between the blue league and the other two leagues is that the blue league will feature 32 teams. Uh, participation is going to be based on merit. So there will be no permanent members. So I will tell you this. One of the biggest complaints that I had about the European super league, at least when it initially was brought up that it was going to be strictly exclusive to the teams that were members of the 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 Super League, which were obviously like the the power the powerhouse teams of of across Europe, and which English Premier League, Spain and Italy, because I don't think Bundesliga and and Fr- and France did wanted not uh, PSG and Bayern Munich wanted nothing to do with it. Uh, but yeah, but this time the participation is going to be based on merit, so you have to qualify to be in it. So there is no permanent membership. Um. The way they're going to set it up is going to be groups of eight, minimum of 14 matches per season. And then, you know, obviously once the group stages are done, you go into the knockout rounds. Uh, and then there there's promotion relegation within the leagues. So I'm assuming if you don't cut it in the blue league, you get sent down to the gold league. You, you know, obviously you don't cut in the goal league, you get sent down to the star league. If you can't, if you get said that if you're not good enough for star league, you're out. And then new 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 teams go into the Star League, is is what I'm assuming, and that's how the format's going to be. Um, and then, yeah, so champions and teams get promoted throughout this system. So you have to, so you have a, so it does open opportunities for other teams to get into this into this new tournament. Uh, European Super League also mentioned that there's going to be a women's competition, which would have two leagues of sixteen, which would probably follow the same format as the. Star Gold and Blue League. I'm not saying that this is any better, but the way I've been seeing the new Champions League format, it it's not it's not terrible. <laughs> so there is that. Um, but yeah. So before I give, I let Edward go off on this. Uh, here is a quote um, from the the guys from the European Super League. The vision is based on extensive consultation with a wide range of football stakeholders across Europe, and built on our core principles, including participation based on sporting merit and no permanent members. Participating clubs stay in the domestic league, which remain the foundation of European football. I mean, you got to qualify to get into this European Super League. You're still going to have to play in your league. Now that clubs can determine their own future at European level, we look forward to further engagement with with broad set of football stakeholders to achieve the objective of all great sporting competitions. Um, okay, let me, let me put it this way too. So what happens, let's put, (sighs) okay, here we go. Here comes my stupid question, but also like, kind of like a concern. What if they tie? Like, let's put it this way. Like, what are they going to do? Like what they do in Champions League, where they grab first and second place, third place, fourth place, whatever. And then they just grab them along. And then do the league like that, or are they actually going to have, let's put it, um, e- ESL qualifying matches? Kind of like if they were doing like the World Cup qualifying matches, like 
where they go off of that or you know what what then and then if so what happens if they tie like what then and that's also one way i guess you could say that the players can protest and is that they could probably play and then tie the game zero zero one one what have you i mean at that point would be like the outcome of it all like if everybody just ties and everybody has the same amount of points because i mean from what it sounds like to me it's like not a lot of clubs are actually for this even though the big ones are you know uh and i i'm coming this is, this is coming from barcelona fan and i know barcelona is just looking for a way to make a some money well they, need, I know a they, they can, need a lot of money they, they, and then that's the thing they need a lot of money but the, I guess what they what they're not looking at is like we gotta put in money to make the money. They're just looking at we can make money off of this, and I'm like, mm, no, like it just it's not a good idea. This is me coming as a fan, but it's also like you gotta look at it like the long way. If your team is not playing up to par, and you're expected to make money, but you also have to put money in, and let's say you get kicked out of that shit, your money stays there, and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, no, there's there's no godforsaken way that they should really push this shit through. I'm being I'm being dead ass serious. Like, yeah, I mean, the, not, the idea. Just, this is basically the Champions League format. Like, I mean, maybe not the it uh, is gold or star league. I don't. I still don't. I don't know which one's better or worse. Um, A blue league. Or, I don't know how blue's better than gold or star. Like, you, have, <laughs> this I is so no fucking idea, confusing. Though. Um. <laughs> I, have, I, have I will no say, idea. The, I'm the same way. I think at least what was better, at least better than what their last idea was, which was there was only there was going to be permanent members, right? So like Arsenal, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Bar- Barcelona, you know, AC Milan, like they were always going to be in the European Super League. Like that wasn't going to change. Whereas now it's an sort of an open system because if you really think about it, if you get relegated from the Blue League, at least. From what I'm understanding, because this still sounds confusing as all hell to me. But then again, also, the new Champions League format is also pretty fucking confusing. Um, even though it's just one big <laughs> one big table. But the thing is with me is it, this doesn't necessarily make the game any better. I think that there's supposed to be some invest, some fancy investor that's supposed to be willing to... to first of all, there's going to be a lot of fucking money. So I, the, that my question would be, where did you get all this money? Uh, because like that is that's also a pretty sketchy factor. Um, and at the end of it all, like if let's say the European Super League go, comes into play, what is what happens with Champions? Because that's because like the biggest complaint that all the players are having right now is that they're playing too many games. There's too many games yeah. going on. So if the European Super League is added on along with Champions League, along with you know, uh, cup tournaments along with the league play. And then, you know, FIFA's already trying to overkill everybody with now with the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, and you also still also have to deal with international tournaments because it seems like every fucking summer there's an international tournament, <laughs> at least yep. at least what it feels like now. You got all these, like, dumb charity tournaments that are going to be played in Saudi Arabia, no offense. Um, and then, mind you, mind you, you still have international friendlies that happen year round. Yeah, and, and so like, when when do they get a break? Like, 
the 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 solution of of Fiorentino Perez and 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 uh Laporte like I I don't see how this improves the game. Like this doesn't improve the game. It just makes things more complicated than what it needs to be. You're adding more games. You're already putting so much on these guys workload as it is, you know. Oh. What does and, more games and... oh. <clears throat> yeah. No, no, keep going. What does what does more games do? Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything else. It just overworks them. So like, like I mean, if if European Super League takes over Champions League, if that's what the 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 solution is for them, it doesn't really change anything because champ like same thing with Champions League. You have a guaranteed set number of matches, which is actually ironically like fewer than what the European Super League is offering because. When you're going to Champions League, you're guaranteed like what six matches, right? That's from the yeah. group stage, and then you go into the round of sixteen, and then you keep going, you keep going. So like, at most, like this thing, they're saying at minimum, at minimum fourteen matches, like six group matches. What round of sixteen? So that's what seven, quarterfinals eight, semifinal nine. Final ten. That's less matches than what you're playing in the Champions League, and that's yeah. if you make it to the final. Okay, and then also, okay, let me put it this way. Okay, maybe you can answer this. Are they going like if they make it to the Super League? Are they still going to be playing in Champions League, or is this going to be like a whole different, like a whole different animal? Like they're basically gonna be like, okay, Champions League is gonna be for the fifth and sixth place and seventh place of fucking league, but then we got the European Super League and these teams are gonna be part of that. Or are they gonna be like, Okay, European Super League, but then also first and second place, third place go to Champions League. You know what I mean? Yeah, see that's the thing I don't understand. I don't understand this at all. Like I I that's where I get confused because does the European Super League replace the Champions League? Like not is, even replace is, it, but like no. But that's what over... I'm saying. Like, is this is this going to be another tournament, or is this supposed to replace another tournament? Like, that's the part that like that where Fiorentino Perez and and Laporta or whoever whoever is the dumb fuck that's responsible for the European Super League, like that. That's the answer that I'm not getting. It is is this supposed to replace the Champions League, or is this supposed to be an addition to the Champions League? Because, like I said. This is guaranteed 14 matches, which, like I just mentioned, like if you make it all the way to the final of Champions League, you're playing in total 10 matches. The guaranteed True. 14 matches compared to like the possible 10 matches is it's, and then even then it's not it's like less than half, it's less than half of uh, of of what you play guaranteed in the Champions League. I mean, obviously qualifiers might be another another thing to look into but i'm i'm really not going to dig deep into it but in the champions league you're guaranteed six matches whereas in this tournament you're guaranteed 14 matches because you're playing in groups of eight so like i don't see this being a better option like i don't like at this point like i think it's just another venue to get more money which i mean if if you're gonna throw in all your money on this tournament that is still confusing the people like why don't you invest it into the champions league like, I mean, because let's be honest, like most of these teams are more incentivized to win Champions League than win their league titles. 
Yeah, um, yeah, especially the big, you know, the big teams, like especially the ones that continuously win their league, like Bundes, uh, what you call it, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, um, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, um, Inter, AC Milan, like th- those teams are wanting because they know that they can be in the top four. They can finish in the top four in their league. They're wanting the Champions League. Now, the question is, like, how much more money is this even going to bring them? Because you also have to look at it at a player's perspective, too. And it's going to be like, I'm sure this is going to happen. They're going to be like, hey, so in this contract that we're writing up, this includes these European Super League games, right? Okay, well, for those games, I want this much extra money. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. gonna be, they're gonna be like, you guys are gonna overwork me. You guys are gonna, you know, I'm gonna play for you guys, and I'm gonna play my heart out. But I want the extra cash that comes with this, with this, and I may want a signing bonus for this said tournament. And also, if we win it, I want my bonus for that too. Like you know, there's gonna be a lot of stipulations and a lot of players who are also gonna be thinking like that because I'm pretty damn sure they're not gonna be like, yes, I want to play in the European Super League. Because you know, like no, there. I'm pretty sure the majority, if any, all, if not all, players are gonna be like, we're not gonna do this shit for the same wage that we're getting paid. Like, if you guys are gonna make money, where's our piece of the pie? Yeah, and I, and this is where it's so confusing because I mean, like, all this energy that's being th- that's that's being thrown into the European Super League, like, because you're not, it's not, you're not reinventing the wheel, like. They, I don't know what the hell Fiorentino. I don't. I want to know what Fiorentino Perez is smoking because I kind of want a little bit of that, because like he's making it sound like this is like this is a new thing. This is it's never been done before, and it's like no, it's another fucking tournament. It's, it's, been, it's, it's not. Just, it's been done before. It like this is nothing done. new. This is not new. Like <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you didn't invent the wheel. Like you just. You just reinvented it something. You you're like, oh, we're gonna get these TV deals. Well, guess what? Champions League also get has these TV deals. Like, you know, whatever investor they're talking to right now, why isn't this guy like? Because this is a gamble. Like, honestly, like, and 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 even with that, like, because you know, Fiorentino Perez got this whole weird Kevin Costner thing going on where he's like, if you plant it, it'll grow. Kind of thing. I've been watching a lot of Kevin Costner movies since the break, um, but like. You might as well watch Yellowstone, bro. Just saying. What? You might as well just watch Yellowstone. I do watch Yellowstone. It's fucking oh, phenomenal. Okay. okay. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> but anyways, plug in, plug in. <laughs> um, but but the, the the point of it was is just that like yeah like if they if you plan it they will come you know kind of whatever if they if you build it they will come or whatever the hell it was from the the movie, uh, feel the dreams. But like. You're not doing anything differently. Like they're like I will say this, like with PK when he created that uh Kings Kings tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Uh he did something different, right? Because he, he was it was I think it was like what, like a seven V it's like a, a shorter game, and then you had like these wild cards where anything can happen. You know, like it was different. I don't know if it's still selling right now, but uh maybe he had to, you know, because he lost his Twigo or something. Um, but like it was fun because it was different. This isn't what, what Fiorentino Perez is trying to sell to people isn't different. Like group, you know, like you're, you're just, you're just, your, your solution to soccer is more tournaments. 
like it's it, you're not doing anything differently like you're just adding another tournament which everyone's still confused by because is this replacing champions league is this or is this going alongside champions league like does this drop champions league's value or does this no one knows what the fuck this thing is like it and that's like yep. the part where you're it's going to be hard to sell people like if if you were to put this in front of shark tank no one's going to invest in this because you're this is to quote uh to quote you know mr ha- is it mr happy i think it's mr happy um to quote him um you know it this is a nothing burger like you're not it's it, this is like the guy that like is trying to you know tell you that i'm i'm selling you wool caps but it's just a fucking beanie you know, like it, it, you're not you haven't changed anything about it. Like there's nothing that that like if anything, this just tells me like whoever your investor is, maybe you should just go to Wayfa and be like, hey, here's this more money. Go get a new TV deal so we can get more money on in this tournament to incentivize the teams to win the Champions League. I don't know. I don't think this tournament's going to work out. I, I, I won because no one wants to touch it with a 10 foot pole. The only two guys. I think there's one more team. I just don't remember what was the other team, but I know Barcelona and Real Madrid are 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 least fronting it, are being the faces for it. I mean, I like I said, I I don't know how many. I, I'm tired of seeing Fiorentino Perez. Like, I don't need to see his face made of rubber. Like, I just don't. I don't like the. I don't. I mean, I love what he's brought. You know, what he's brought to Real Madrid. Obviously, look, Los Galacticos and Los Galacticos too. But the dude also has a very punchable face. Um. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. Nah, but I, I don't think you do, bro. <laughs> well, you know, he's trying to push the European Super League. But like it, it doesn't like you haven't sold me on anything of it. Like it, you're just here's this tournament. Cool. What makes it different from everything else? Nothing. It's just another fucking tournament. So and, and like I said, I'm not here when, you know, FIFA and UEFA try to stop the European Super League when it happened before and weirdly enough during the pandemic. Um, like, I wasn't applauding them for stopping them. I, they they stopped them. I know a lot of players, a lot of teams, like, you know, uh, bowed out of, out of it after after UEFA and FIFA got involved. But, like, don't, and I, and I, and this is what I told Edward, and I said it on this podcast plenty uh, on, on that, at that moment. I was like, don't think that they're over here being like superheroes, like being the, the Cape Crusader in this scenario because they're not. They're just they're doing this because like, hey, I want some of that money. If you're not gonna give me that yep. money, then I'm not gonna let this happen. You know? Pretty much, man. That's exactly like, what's going on. If the European on. Super League really wanted to make this work, they should have just gave some money to FIFA and away because those guys are easily bought. <laughs> like super easily bought. <laughs> so I mean like <laughs> so I mean there's literally a documentary about it. So yeah, so, so like no joke, no lie. So honestly, European Super League, you know, Perez, if you wanted to make this so much smoother for you, you could have just gave some money to FIFA and UEFA, and this would have happened. But it didn't, and it's not going to happen because, like I said, the teams of Prem are clearly not wanting to do deal with it. I think it might be Juventus. Juventus might be that third team. I I can't. Don't quote me on it. I just know there's a third team. I know some people said Atletico Madrid, but they also bowed out pretty quickly too. Um, but like they got out of it. So like, and and it seems pretty clear that the, the EPL teams don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole app, especially how the fans reacted. Like the, the rule changes like cool. It, it, it does fix 
it does improve at least to where it's not exclusive. But that yeah. doesn't change anything because once you take that away, it's just another fucking tournament. And yeah. um, and I mean, we've you know, Wave was still trying to sell us on the Europa Conference League, which the only thing that's funny about it is now Jose Mourinho has that tattooed on him. So like, I mean, <laughs> what else do I like? If I had to choose between the European Super League and and in the way for this Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League, I'd rather deal with those because I'm I'm used to it now. And once again, it's lesser matches compared to the guaranteed four matches, fourteen matches. Like, dude, like that's your selling point. <laughs> when players are complaining about a few matches, you know, already that they're playing so many fucking games, your solution is, hey, at minimum you'll play fourteen. Wow, that sounds great. Like sign me up, so yeah. Or uh, the the European Super League, I I I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, but but now, uh, Perez at least knows that you know FIFA and UEFA can't stop them technically. But I I do think that there's there's still a lot of obstacles in their way from this league to ever fucking happen. But uh, that's yeah. not here or there. But yeah, I had to bring it up because it was it's bound to happen. Uh, it, it it might may or may not happen. I don't fucking know. I don't think it's gonna fucking happen. Um, but but yeah, European Super League. That's the thing, sort of. But anything else you want to say, Edward, before we we move on from from this debauchery? No, you pretty much said it all. all right. I think we both said it all, actually. Yeah. All right, so guys, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. And you're actually going to go into our preview for the 2023 African Cup of Nations preview with Museka from Mo Football. I understand that it's 2024 and we're saying the 2023 AFCON. You'll get your answer when you hear the preview with with uh, with Musa because Musa is a very informative person. Check him out. Uh, the links to his channel will be on the description. Um, whether you're listening through us through through podcasting sites or through YouTube. Uh, the link will be there available so you guys can go ahead and check out all of Musa's stuff because he's very informed, especially in the game of Africa. So go ahead and check him out. So we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with the preview for the 2023 AFCON. Hey guys, this is Hector from the Insert Name FC podcast here to tell you guys about Candidips. It is a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint citrus mango and american spice candidip cbd is the new evolution in dip allowing guys to enjoy great long-lasting taste without the downsides if you guys want to go ahead and try them out use the code bellyup20 at candidipcbd.com once again bellyup20 at candidipcbd.com and you'll get yourself 20 percent off your purchase thank you again for candidips for being a great partner of bellyup sports all right guys africa cup of nations I have a special guest host of Mo Football. You can find him on YouTube and Goals TV. He's a yes. member of the Goals family. Um, Museka, it's uh, happy to have you here, man. Happy to have you debuting here with Insert Name FC, man. It's uh, always great to bring other content creators uh, like yourself onto here. But first question before we ask anything else is why football? Why football? Yes. Um, I pretty much grew up in soccer. So um, originally, I was actually born in France. So uh, born and raised, and I played soccer, um, and I also played academy soccer. So um, growing up, 
soccer was just it. Um, and I also didn't add the sport. Judo was also my second sport. So it was one of those things where, you know, soccer is everywhere. That's what you play in the street with your friends. Um, that's pretty much a way of life. So that's pretty much what football came about for me. All right, that's awesome. And, of course, you guys, you have your channel, Mo Football. Yes. Um, do you specifically cover any league specifically, or do you just talk all football that's going on? Um, so, originally, um, I originally started with more of this uh, MLS because um, St. Louis just got their new team. So, that's what kind of got me going with the whole uh, creating things um, for the team. And it has, I think I started with memes for and GIFs for some reason. And then it just led to spending a lot more time creating content for the MLS team. And then it started to kind of look like, um, you know, the off season started. So there was a lot less noise around soccer slash football. But on the other side, there was still the under 17 World Cup that was happening where people were not really talking about it. And then there was all the other leagues that were, were still going on, but there was not much to talk about. So that's what kind of led to me starting to covering other um, aspects of it. And then just starting to meet more people from other teams, other countries, leagues. And it just led to me going more of the STL related content to more of a broader one. So um, I watch maybe 20, 30 games a day if possible. Mm -hmm. So um, why not just share everything that I learned and help um, some of our U.S.-based um, friends do a little bit more about, you know, football outside of MLS or the small USL teams around the U.S. No, yeah, I mean, that's that's great. And I think that's, like, one of the, the best parts about, like, having – being able to work with other soccer content creators, uh, just seeing, like, what's their motivation, their reason behind it. I mean, me, I'm just an idiot that just loves talking soccer, and apparently people like listening to me for some weird reason. But... We all are. We're, <laughs> we're, we're no experts. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. So, African Cup of Nations – uh, I'm a big fan of this tournament. I think it's so, it's so underrated. It it needs more coverage. It needs a better coverage. Fox, get step your game up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know I, you can watch it in BN Sports. I know for a fact that it's it's on BN Sports, which yes. that's also the next the other channel that I end up watching a lot of. <laughs> um, but it's gonna be on BN Sports. The host is the Ivory Coast. Yes. Now is labeled the 2023 <laughs> African Cup of Nations. Uh, but we're playing we're playing it on in in 2024 uh i have no re i have i honestly have no idea i did a lot of research and i still can't find my answer uh by any chance do you, do you know exactly why yeah i think it's more um pre um post covid related because the tournament was supposed to happen um the year before that and i think it more has to do with budgets and marketing and maybe um titles and names that were already um printed mm -hmm. um and i would expect that you know the tournament is not as big as like the euros so they don't have billions of dollars to just scratch off and go on and start a new um marketing process so i'm i'm pretty sure it's due to covid and just you know not having the funds like at the tournaments like i think the euros you see countries that you know, the country that wins the tournament, probably would get, what, $20 million or $50 million to, to share for the winning team. And the winner of the um, AFCON or 
for the French speaking ones, it's actually um, CAF that they call it. So it's CAF for the French speaking and AFCON for the US base. Mm -hmm. The winning team gets, uh, I think they just upgraded it now to 4 million. Wow. So there's a huge difference on, you know, what the winning team gets compared to the other tournaments. No, yeah, I, I totally that that's a that's a crazy crazy thing to point out. I feel like Concacaf is probably around the same realm. I mean, when there you know you only have two real big countries. I know people like to talk about Canada every once in a while, but it's really <laughs> just Mexico and USA. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, for those teams, it may not seem like a lot, but you know, if you, if by a miracle El Salvador somehow wins, you know, Gold Cup, that's a lot of money to them. So I yes. mean, so I I would imagine maybe you know while we might be looking at for me, like, really, that's all they're getting. I mean, for that, for like, uh, for some of these African nations, I mean, that's an instant improvement for some of their facilities right there. Um, yeah. Especially for a country that probably those guys are not even pros or semi pro. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a life changing. Yeah. So I, I think, I think definitely need to find Fox, step your game up, get some more <laughs> money into this man. Cause I mean, like I said, AFCON, if you want to talk about football in its purest form, I think Africa. It, it, I mean, you know, we got these t- these teams in England and in Italy and, and every you know all across Europe. You know, that are grabbing player that players that are African, and you yep. you've seen you've heard the great names of of African players from you know Adebayo. Uh, uh, dang, I'm drawing a blank. Drogba. I don't know how I drew a blank on that one. Oh but yes, Drogba. that's but, my go. Yes. Samuel Eto, like just <laughs> legends of, of African players. And it's crazy to think that there's only one player that has ever won the Ballon d'Or that is African, yep. and that is, of course, George Weah, son of Timothy Weah, who's my dog. Uh, but, you know, before we talk about the African Cup of Nations, and this was something that me and Edward talked about last AFCON, right. which was, you know, spe- specifically looking like at Sadio Mane and, and Mohamed Salah, like, yeah. man, if they can have a good AFCON and pile that onto their season, there's no, you know, can you put make a solid argument for them for the Ballon d'Or? Uh, unfortunately, they did well in Afcon. They just didn't do well in the season. Um, but, but, uh, but when you look at at least the players, might be some of the same the two two names I just mentioned right now. But is there any other player, or maybe reiterate these two again, uh, which is Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, that if they're able to pull off a really solid performance in the African Cup of Nations. And hopefully sprinkle it in on top of a good season currently with their teams. Right. Um, is there a player right now that that you could think of that could make a strong statement for the Ballon d'Or? Um, I will probably say Victor Osimhen from Napoli. Oh, um, exactly. and he plays for Nigeria, so he mm-hmm. pretty much carried Napoli to win the Scudetto mm-hmm. in Italy. And I think he's probably the closest striker to probably win it. Um. You know, it pretty much to all fairness, he's the the last one that, you know, taken Napoli to win the Scudetto, and the last one was Maratona. So I will assume that if he goes into the Afcon and just you know score ten, fifteen goals, and then Nigeria makes it to maybe semifinal, um, he will have a, a. It'll be kind of fair to say, hey, he he earns at least the call out. Um, unfortunately for the history, has shown that. You know, African players have not been the the top five much. Uh, mm-hmm. Mane, which was the closest, so it's one of those things where 
it's still a wish as much. Yeah. It will need to have a, at least like a perfect World Cup and then have CAF to follow that and then have a crazy season to actually probably dethrone someone. Mm-hmm. But who knows now these days? Ronaldo and Messi are no longer here. So um, now it's open to, for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I would love I would have loved it to see Sadio Mane. I mean, the guy has like one of the best stories, uh, just in football in general. Just him being an overall good person. Probably yes. still has the same. Probably still has that same broken cell phone. Um, but hey, like, he, he just built a stadium in his village. He, so he did. So yes. so I mean, I would love to root for him. Unfortunately, I think because he plays in the Saudi league, I'm I'm sure the the French riders are not going to be looking at him as heavily. But uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Osimhen, which yes. that great player. A fun player. Hopefully, somehow Real Madrid can get him. Um, no, Chelsea. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, when you look at Mohamed Salah, I think he's 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 having a pretty good season so far with Liverpool. I, you know, I don't want to. This is like the boring pick, but I, I think you know, obviously Egypt. I, I'm in Afcon. They're a powerhouse. I think they're the, yes. the ones that want the most African Cup of Nations of of all of of, uh, of CAF, and so, I mean. I think if he can once I have have another standout performance, maybe gets to win uh this year, this season. Yeah. Um I think uh, you know, Mohamed Salah could probably make a good argument. I mean, the way Liverpool's looking right now this year, it, you know, it could be his shot his best shot, especially where Messi's now in the MLS and Ronaldo's right. in Saudi Arabia. So this might be Mohamed Salah's best bet. Um, which is crazy because some people were writing him off when, you know, after how he performed last season, but but yeah, so I, I mean, I'll go with the boring pick in Muhammad Salah. I don't think there's any way that Thomas Party could make an argument, but <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but for you guys to understand, African Cup of Nations, it's six groups of four. Uh, the the teams that advance to the knockout rounds is the group winners and the group runner-ups and the four best third place teams. Um, so if you guys have never watched African Cup of Nations, it's very similar to Copa America. Um, I just would say that this is m- maybe a little bit more of a larger scale. Than, than Copa America is, unless you add CONCACAF into it, which will be this summer. Uh, yeah, and they increased. Um, they added more countries this this time around too. So, yeah, I yeah I, I did remember that because this this there's a lot more groups than last time. So I definitely yes. so makes things even more. I think it's great. I mean, you know, we saw the women's World Cup when they expanded. The competition got significantly better. Um, where it wasn't just the U.S. Women's National Team. So I think. When this opens up competition, opens up upsets. So yes. I, 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 I love it when they expand it as well. Um, but all right, we're going to look at the groups, Matt. So Group A, Host Nation, Ivory Coast, Equatorial Guinea, uh, Guinea-Bissau, and Nigeria. And luckily, Musa's here so he can <laughs> verify if I'm saying these right or not. Yeah, you got them all right. Yes. <laughs> so when looking at Group A, um, it, is is it wrong to not well actually with Nigeria in that group I feel like Nigeria should be winning this group but yes. is the home field advantage important in African Cup of Nations um i would say yes extremely yes um but i think especially where um Ivory Coast kind of missed a lot of their we'll say top players so like almost anyone now these days you couldn't really ca- call out one of their top players Mm-hmm. Where before, you know, you had drug by then you were like, oh, he's going to score five, six, eight goals. They're covered. So I think it's probably likely that it's their home country that, you know, there's that extra push. 
but I see it more of a Nigeria, Ivory Coast, and Guinea, and then Equatorial Guinea too. Okay. On the table. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. I think Nigeria just overall always to me one one best jerseys, <laughs> um, <laughs> but also just like overall, just like one of the the stronger teams. Uh, it, it's still crazy to me that they didn't make the World Cup, but obviously World Cup qualifiers for Africa is a little bit different than than others and uh, oh yeah but yeah nigeria i think is a very strong team and, and unfortunately ivory coast the only name i could think of is nicholas pepe and uh yeah you know you saw what happened to him <laughs> yeah we saw what happened to him and who's that player from barcelona uh kessie yeah i haven't heard from but, him. but i think he's probably more on the defensive side so yeah. the like one of their top scorer i couldn't pull that out of my head yeah, so. unfortunately. Well, at least I can somehow see Pepe again. I guess <laughs> the guy who robbed Arsenal. Um, <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It, was, it wasn't his fault. Someone paid paid for him. Uh, but Group B, we have Cape Verde, uh, Egypt, Ghana, and Mozambique. Yes. Oh, look at that! I'm not butchering names. Like I do. <laughs> um Okay, Egypt and Ghana here. I mean, what you know, we I, I mentioned it earlier, Egypt, one of the most successful teams in AFCON. Um, Ghana, maybe not the same Ghana from years before. Correct. Yeah, definitely not the same Ghana. Uh, but is is that the two teams to be looking at in this group? I think on on paper and based on history, yes, it should be pretty much Egypt and Ghana, and then Mozambique and then Verde. but. Ghana has been playing so poor these days um, and they got butchered by the U S which was quite surprising. So I think there's the one that I'm still questioning how well they will do. Um, but Mozambique has been playing pretty well these, these past couple of years. So it's almost like a toss between Ghana and Mozambique to make it to the second place. Mm. Oh man, I mean that'd be awesome. I'm not not awesome, but obviously Ghana to somehow choke out of this is would be definitely, I think, bulletin board material for for anyone. But yeah, you're right. Ghana, this team, this team used to be. I used to fear Ghana. I don't know why yeah. I feared this team. Well, they 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 had some some bad guys playing. Like um, Osama was one of those guys where you know was flying all over the field and butchered quite a lot of people. And those AU brothers also were, um, I guess at their top, they were all over. So it's one of those things where Ghana was also had some of the best jerseys mm -hmm. and some of the most in shape guys. So if you were looking at their jerseys, they were like, you know, very muscular, tall, six I mean, you two have guys. To when you're wearing those Puma jerseys, because yeah. So that's the one that kind of hurts a little bit knowing that, you know, one of those powerhouse is not doing as well, but it's the AFCON. So they might rise up because this is for Africa title. So you said if it's not Ghana, it's going to be Mozambique. Mozambique. Yes. All right. So that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely keep a close eye on that one then because these are now the countries where I'm, I don't hear, I, I don't really know much of, but all right. So Egypt, I, I agree. Egypt should win this one. Uh, I, I'm gonna just not not knowing much. I'm gonna say I I think Ghana wins finishes in second, but if it, it I do feel like this is the way they played against the U.S. and that was a friendly. Yes. Um, 
and the U.S. has not been. It's not even like a good U.S. team. <laughs> they have not played well. Um, that's just my bias for Greg Berhalter. But um, to <laughs> that's do a that, whole another discussion. To do that and, and perform like that, yeah, this could probably be a team that doesn't even get it. Not even get that third place spot. So, it's, which will be, be, be interesting. Uh, Group C: Cameroon, Gambia, Guinea, and Senegal. I know that there's a lot of eyes for you on this one because I know you're yes. Senegalese. Yes. Um, is Senegal? Is this? Is it their group? Is this their group to win? It it has to. Um, and I will say it's probably because we still have the our generational um wealth of in Senegal now that we pretty much have you know top top striker. I guess we'll say almost striker because Nicholas Jackson, um, Chelsea, he's still, even though Chelsea's not doing so well, he still has, what, five, six goals, and he's still young, and his first season. And then the midfield, we have Papsar, and then we have Mane. So we have, like, strikers, midfielders, and then in defense, we're all, all solid. And we also have Mandy in goal that won the Champions League with um, Chelsea, so it's like we almost have every single positions covered and you're the defending champ. So the expectation is for them to add, get out the group up top because mm-hmm. um, they're pretty much has the hype behind them. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that their competitor is going to be Cameroon, even though we're yes. talking about Andre Nana, who his confidence is probably right now not at the highest that it could be. <laughs> but maybe coming back to Cameroon, maybe it, it, he finds that spark again of being the goalkeeper who I thought he was going to be before before the way this season panned out for him, but um, it, it, can Cameroon compete? Whether maybe not for the top of the group, but finish in second. I would say yes. Um, I guess traditionally, um, they should. Um, so yeah, I will definitely say there should be at least one or two, um, depending on how how they feel. Um, it's always the first game that will determine. Uh, how well those teams do mm-hmm. so if you know if senegal gets to get to win their first game or second you know they may feel a weaker um, team so that will kind of determine that part but senegal cameroon will determine that game will determine who's first and second unless they something go really bad okay so yeah so group c is going to be an interesting one i i'm yes. with you though i, I think senegal Senegal has always been a fun team to watch for me. I, I, I always enjoy their playing. Um, I, I see more players that have that dual national, that have dual citizenships where it's French and Senegalese, that I see a lot more players go to, go more towards Senegal. It's not very common. I know that it's not. But I do see more of these French players that do choose to play for Senegal. And I think that's yeah. definitely a big benefit for, for what Senegal has now. Yeah, it, it's just based on the, the history since Senegal was a French colony. Mm-hmm. So, and you will see that a lot of players like myself do where I was born in France with Senegalese parents. We we do have dual nationalities too. And you'll see a lot of those players, um, you know, to be fair with them is that France right now, it's stacked probably for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. So unless you're like the, the top, you know, the top of the top and they already sign you to the national team um, you most likely won't make it to france but a lot of these guys that you see have made either played in france or play in the french academy 
So they all relate to each other um, somehow. And Manny just went to Lens in France before he, he went to England. So there's always that connections that you will see for a lot of those French colonies, countries. Mm-hmm. Um, any, more, any African countries you see that speak French most likely have players will do a nationality. And then you have to determine how close you are to that home country. Yeah, I think one of those things is you always see that graphic of like the French players that could play for an African nation. Yeah. And um, it, all of them. Almost. Almost yeah. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a definitely interesting list. Yes. Um, but group D we have Algeria, a team that I know has had recent success in AFCON. Um I don't know if they're I don't I feel like they're kind of dwindling right now though. It, that's just my opinion right now. Uh Angola, which I believe is Portuguese influence, correct? Yep. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I paid attention in history class. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Burkina Faso and Mauritania. Yes. Did I get that right? You nailed it. Dang. I, <laughs> it's like as hey. if I do this professionally or something. <laughs> hey, you, you got four groups perfect. So, yes, keep going. <laughs> uh, but, all right. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'll be honest with you. Besides Algeria, that's the only thing I know from this group. Mm-hmm. Um. When you look at, at this group, is there a team that just screams at you that this is the favorite? Because um, to me, I'm, I'm just going to say Algeria because that's the only country I know. Yeah. So I will say Algeria, yes. Um, and I might be a, a little bit biased, too, for some of those guys because they're pretty much like the Senegal part where a lot of them are also dual national. So we, we do know some of, of them. Um, Maez is probably the one that pops up the most because he was at Man City. And he also played in our, my club team when I played in France and lived in France. So a lot of them do have also European um, style of play. But Algeria, I'll pop, I wouldn't sleep on them. At all. Okay. Um, for second place, that's where the toss-up goes. Um, Burkina Faso, they're youth um, players. So when they go to like U17 World Cups, um, they do extremely well. But then that's where their senior team kind of dwindled a little bit. Um, but I definitely see Algeria, um, Angola, Burkina Faso, and then Mauritania um, for those four. Okay. Burkina Faso is basically Honduras. That's that's because yeah. like their their U17 team does very well. And then as soon as they move up to the senior team, it I apparently they forgot how to play. Um, so... Oh, I'll say, you know, do well. And then when the competition moves up, it's yeah, it's a mean, different ball. It's different when you have to play against a grown man. So, I mean, yes. so that's very true. Uh, group B, we have Nali, Namibia. Namibia. Yep. Okay. Uh, South Africa and Tunisia. Um, so, I know, I know of Tunisia. And I yep. think they've actually gotten a lot better recently. So I, I, I would assume Tunisia is definitely a team to look at. I haven't seen South Africa since they hosted the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, haven't, I don't know how they're doing now. But uh, when, when you look at Group E, um, what's the real competition in here? I think that one will probably be, you know, what we, when we always look for a group of deaths in World Cup tournaments, this one will probably be it. Because um, you have Tunisia. And then you have Mali, and then you have South Africa that are like the name 
the staple names. Um, okay. And if you look, for example, South Africa, their last friendly was against Morocco, and they beat Morocco. So they're like running on the high down because Morocco is the the it country now because of their World Cup performance. Mm-hmm. So I and then Bali, their U seventeen team in the last World Cup, last UNT World Cup, they went all the way to the semifinal, and they're the one that scored the most goal in the whole tournament, and they only lost to France in penalties, and there was a red card in it too. So. They're also running on the high, and a lot of those guys will be playing for Mali as well. So that one is the the hard one to think of, but it's probably going to be Tunisia, South Africa, Mali, and then Libya. Okay, so this is the group of death. Don't quote me on that one. (laughs) That's going to be a tough one. So the group of death will be Group E. See, I'm liking this because I'm learning. I'm learning about about this about South Africa, Tunisia, and Mali being being staples in in Africa. So I, I actually am really enjoying this. Um, but yeah, Tunisia has been a name that I've I've seen a lot. So I'm definitely thinking Tunisia is going to win this one. Um, and then Group F, we have D. I look at DR and I think of Dominican Republic. I know that's not what it is, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we call it DR the, Congo. Yeah. The Republic of Congo? Yes. So what's the D? I'm sorry. Oh, now you... now Because you, it's in French. Oh, okay. So. I might have to do a quick Google on, on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Democrat, Democratic Republic of oh, Congo. Oh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes. Okay. Uh, Morocco, uh, Tanzania, and Zambia. Yes. Uh, okay, Morocco, I'm assuming that this is the team that's going to have the target on their back. This is the, the team, like you mentioned earlier, made it to the semifinal of the of the World Cup, uh, was was pretty pretty close to making it to the final. Yes. So they have the biggest target on their backs. They have they have the names, you know, mm-hmm. obviously yep. Hakimi, um, a a guy that plays as a as a fullback but can score a lot of goals as well for you. Um, but I'm a, this is the team that everyone's probably going to be deeming the favorite, I'm assuming, to win AFCON this year. Uh, so aside from Morocco, who is that team that's coming behind them? So I haven't followed much of those other three, but based on history, um, Congo should be should be second. And then Zambia, then Tanzania. But this one is the is one of those dark horse group. Mm. But pretty much the way they have it now listed on the groups, it's probably how it should be. But then that's the the beauty of the tournament is that knowing now that you have Morocco on your on your list, they might step up their game a little bit to kind of show them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Pretty much the way they have it listed down, Morocco, Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania should be as it goes. Okay, I, I agree with that one. Um, obviously, we mentioned the group of death is Group B with, with Mali, Nambia, South Africa, and Tunisia. But yes. for you, what is that group that you're like, this is going to be the most inter- in- entertainment value? That's where, That's the group that should be watched. Ooh. 
I, that's a tricky one because the way they have it built, if you look at all of the groups, you will see that all of the, what we'll say the top teams, except group E, the first pool and the second pool were like the big countries that are known. And then group E is the only one that has South Africa in third. So that's, it's kind of hard to say on that part. But probably Group A or Group C will probably be the, the most one that you want to watch because A has Ivy Coast and Nigeria, and then C has Senegal and Cameroon. Yeah, I, I think I like the balance of Group A. Um, so I think that's for as far as entertainment value, I think that's where I would go to. Um, I think with Group D is just learning about Angola, Burkina Faso, and Mauritania. Because, um, I mean, we know about Algeria, but I think also could be very entertaining because you're going to see three countries that you don't normally get to watch. Um, and so I personally, for me, I think Group D would, would be my fun group, my entertaining group that I'm I'm going to there's going to be a player that I'm going to see and all, instantly going to say, you know, Real Madrid, go buy him. Um, so, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it does happen a lot. So so I agree with that. All right. Every tournament always has that one dark horse team. You mentioned the last AFCON was Mali who yes. was pretty close to winning the whole thing. Um, who is that dark horse team this season that could really ruin one of these heavy favorites chances? Hmm. That's a good question. So I think, yes, yeah, so let me, I'm looking at their, the schedule. I don't know. That's, we'll say the dark horse. I'll probably give it to Maui. And the only reason is because that's the way I saw their U17 player at this workup. And they were, I guess, so flow, um, you know, free flowing. And I think they were scoring three or four goals a game. So if some of those guys are moved up to the first team, they might make some noise. Because if they just beat Tunisia or South Africa, then everyone will be talking about them. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a good one. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ghana. I know that it's normally viewed as a as a team that it that should be competing well in this tournament. Right. I think the the bar is sit very low on them right now. So I mean, at this point, why not be the spoiler of the tournament, <laughs> if you will? So oh, I think yeah. the the bar might be low everywhere else except in Ghana. Mm-hmm. I think for them, it's you, you got to win it. So they have they, like a chip on the shoulder, basically. Yes. Yeah. So the chip is on the shoulder for Ghana. So, I mean, that to me is just dark horse right then and there. But there's got to be a favorite, right? So for you, I know I know you got Senegal. I, yes. I know Senegal is your, <laughs> your country. And, hey, hey, I wish I could say El Salvador could win the Gold Cup. But it, that's not happening. Um, but Yeah, you never know. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, so obviously, I know you, you have your love for Senegal, but um, are they your favorite or is there another country that you feel is, is the real heavy favorite to win this? I think I will say I have, we'll say three favorites um, that are like almost the one that will make total sense. And then two that are possible that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. 
um, of course, Senegal, and then there will be Nigeria and Morocco. Those should be like the ones that, if they win it, we're like, okay, it makes sense. Um, the second layer will be more of like the Egypt and um, who did I forget? And Ghana. Mm-hmm. Those will be the ones that I'm like, okay, that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little down on Egypt because. You know, you can have Mohamed Salah, but he's just one out of 11. And, you know, if you put Hakimi against him and it, you say, hey, Hakimi, you're, you're now midfielders and you're a C, um, CDM and you just cover Mohamed Salah for 90 minutes, then what happens? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm a little bit down on Egypt because, you know, there's 11 guys and, Africa can be very rough on top players. So they will make sure to, you know, silence him first. Mm-hmm. No, I think with, with me, it's, it's who has the best team who's played together the longest. And I feel like that's usually what you have, that, especially in, in AFCON. I feel like that's, it's more of that's the real, the real gem of it all to win this, win, win this tournament, because gold cup, you can, you can have a whole, I mean, we've seen C teams win that thing with Mexico and USA, um, you know, Copa America. Uh, it's, it's just, when is Messi going to choke? And I mean, you know, recently it ain't looking like that's going to happen anytime nope. soon for Argentina <laughs> now, but you know, it's always about, for me, when it comes to African cup nations is the best overall team. And I mean, when I look from, from top to bottom, it, to me, it is Senegal. I know Morocco has that, expectations from them uh but i I, you know i from what i've watched morocco in this tournament they they don't look like the morocco that i see in the world cup don't know what happens there but yeah and maybe it's one maybe still there's maybe a lot still on high of the world cup because they got beat by south africa Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's one of those things where you start to see countries that are maybe not used to doing so well in tournaments that, you know, the, the bar is then put so high that then the rest is kind of like, Hey, if you don't do anything as good as you did, then that's where, you know, we're starting to see a little dip mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So for me, my favorite is Senegal. I, I think Senegal can honestly go back to back. Um, I think it's, it's actually really possible. I think they're in, in a, not saying it's an easy group, but a definitely a winnable group for them. Um, I mean, at that point, it's just how how the the knockout round will look for them is the is the next question. But I think with Senegal is the mentality is there, uh, the coaching is there, the team is there. Like <laughs> I, I always felt like whenever I watch Senegal, it's always been to me it's just the best well played team that I've seen from an African country, and, and that's one of the reasons why I have a lot of fun watching Senegal. So I'm definitely going to be rooting for Senegal to win this whole thing. Uh, Great not, choice. No bias by all means <laughs> that we have a Senegalese <laughs> supporter. Of, well, a man that has Senegal. That, are, are you a citizen of Senegal? Or yes. Are you- so I have one of those dual nationals, you know, the, the fun part. That's that's the part where it hurts when, you know, France plays Senegal, where um, then you have to, to sit in your the middle. Neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much have to, to stay in the middle or... It's one of those 
you're happy because one team won, you're not happy than the others. And it's, it's hard to be a dual national. Most people don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, I, see, like you come from two countries that are good at the game. <laughs> yeah, that might help. <laughs> I'm from the U.S. and El Salvador. <laughs> so it's well, real easy to pick which you I want to see win. <laughs> well, I think it's almost like, um, and I think there's so much of the, the big thing about those two countries is, you know, is this former colonized country. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some players decide to play for one country, then the other. Um, it makes it fun. And, you know, both countries then makes it very fun too, because if you're in France and you have, you know, a city full of Senegalese and it's everyone celebrating and then it's mad. So, and I think that's probably one of those nice things about the AFCON too, is that there's, um, even though it's, you know, one country, there's always, you know, a tie to someone else in those other countries. Mm-hmm. So like Hakimi is, I'm a big one on him because he plays for PSG, which is where I grew up and played soccer at. So it's like, you know, if Senegal does not do well, the whole continent goes for the country that's doing well, mm-hmm. just like Morocco and the whole continent of Africa was for uh, Morocco when they were doing well. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree to that because, I mean, especially for like, our, you know, the Latinos, uh, we, you know, when, when, our, when our teams get eliminated in any sort of tournament, we always root for the Latin team, which yeah. for this World Cup, obviously, it was Argentina, like the whole Latin. Okay, maybe not all Latins, but definitely you know, a good, <laughs> good majority of Latins were, you know, were rooting for Argentina. I, I'm sure it was also for Messi. But I think it, I think most of it was for Messi. Definitely for Messi. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, you know. So I, I definitely understand that feeling of just rooting for your your country. I know for me, when I see a Central American player, you know, Kaylor Navas, you know, the guy, the guy is one of the guys I love rooting for because he is Central American. He's you know, moving away from that stereotype that Central Americans cannot perform in the highest level. Man's a three-time, you know, Champions Cup winner, Champions yeah, League winner. I, so I he I think he was probably one of the most underrated goalie, and he got shown way too much disrespect for what he accomplished. Exactly, and that's that's always been yeah. my that's my that's been my soapbox for so many years now. Oh no, uh-huh. you're you're he's one of my favorite goalies because he shouldn't be. How he got treated in, I think, Real Madrid and then even PHG and all that, that I think they, he got shown a lot of it, especially for what he won mm-hmm. and who he played with. Oh, I agree 100%. But, um, you know, before we wrap this up, man, yes. you know, tell the people why they should be watching Af- the African Cup of Nations. Um, why? So, so I will say, you know how, how, I tell people it's like when you watch the NFL in football, right? Where they're scoring a touchdown, their celebration is almost like subdue or they're kind of don't really want to do much of that. In the AFCON, you, I can almost guarantee you every single goals that you will see, it will be a celebration and the whole entire stadium will go nuts. And even the one that does the team that you scored against. And the other part is like, there's sort of a kind of a pride when a lot of those African players play because now they know that it's now it's their time to showcase that 
the continent has more to offer than what people kind of perceive it to. Um, there's also also that big arguments to where um, you saw how it's in January, the, mm-hmm. the AFCON. So there are certain teams, club teams, that will not release their players on time. Like Onana with Manchester United, you see how they had that agreement to say, hey, he can play this last game and then we'll let him go to your national team. You almost never hear that for a European country for their Euros. So there's always that one pride where, you know, they go back and play in front of, you know, their people, we'll call it. Um, And then it's put more eyes on the continent. And from what you can see now, they're building brand new stadiums all over the continent just for that specific reason to show that, you know, African soccer, it's more than just those five or six players you hear from. Mm -hmm. So it's just the pride of it. Everyone's happy. You will see that they're, it's more than just playing for themselves when it comes to those tournaments. No, I 100% agree. It is definitely one of the the celebrations is 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 definitely very exciting. I think I think I have more fun seeing them celebrate than I see than actually them playing. But it it, it yeah. it's it's like it's at its purest, and I think that's one of the things that I love so much about about Africa. Of, and honestly, they play the game beautifully. I think a lot of the, you know, the influence of well, what people think of Joga Bonito comes from Africa. Like that is, you know, this is the the true originators of Joga Bonito is in Africa. And I think it needs to be showcased so much better. Um, so I can't wait for this tournament. So. And, they, <laughs> and, and also they have, they'll play more offensive. There's mm-hmm. a lot less defense and you will see that there it's more free flowing than you know, the whole tactical that you see often in club teams, these teams literally goes forward. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more goals than World Cups. Um, I think they've, last calf had more, if I believe, than the Euros. So, okay. <laughs> but yes, they score a lot of goals. And those smaller countries go crazy against, like if you, you'll see like Angola and others, there's no whole bars. Those shin guards need to be strapped high because they're coming. <laughs> so to, the, to, you, to you Americans that complain that soccer is low scoring, that you, you probably want to watch African Cup of yes. Nations because you'll see, you'll see some goals. Um, but Musa, thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming in. Oh, thank you. you to talk about African football. Cause you know, it's another, it's it, we, you know, here at insert name FC is literally insert name FC. We, Throw whatever the hell you want to put in front of it because that's really what we want to talk about. I love that name. I think I tweeted you that, but yes. It... Um, so it was great to have you on. Um, we'll definitely try to get you back on to talk about the knockout rounds when we get to that part. Um, so if you got, obviously, guys, this is going to be dropped actually after the African Cup of Nations starts. Uh, and that's just because me and Edward do not know how to look at calendars. Uh, so, so we're actually gonna it's gonna come in later, but you will see this interview available on Belly Up Sports uh, YouTube channel. So another place where you, we can we can showcase Musa as well. Um, but Musa, thank you so much for coming on, and this is your time to go ahead and promote whatever you want to promote uh, for your channel. Oh, my pleasure. And um, if I so, I will be streaming a lot of those games. Um, maybe a little early, but um, under my Mo Football. Um, podcast and also on YouTube. Um, so everything is either Mo Football, um, STL, or Musa Seca, which is my handle. So you can just Google that and 
I should be all over the place. So, and so I will be doing a lot of MLS as well when the season starts. And I have a lot of interviews coming up, um, I think very soon. And one is probably you guys, you might be interested because they have a, one of a player from Florida, um, Santi Casaloa, if I spelled his name right. Um, he went straight from high school in Tampa. And now he plays in third division Germany um, as we speak. Oh, and wow. um, yes, and I will be covering also the St. Louis Champions League. Um, what it is, is pretty much the high school Champions League for all the local teams here. Um, that's starting in September 30th. Um, so I will be covering all of that from the draw all the way to the final. So I'll, I'll be all over the place. All right, you're going to be a very busy man. If you are from yeah. the, the region of St. Louis, Missouri, go ahead and check him out, man. That, there's the content for you. Obviously, you can find him on Goals TV. You can find him on YouTube. Find him on Twitter. We'll we'll definitely share his social media on our, on our page when this episode drops. But thank you once again, Musa. Um, and we'll go ahead and go straight to me and Edward announcing our players of the week. All right. Thanks for having me. And we are back. All right, Edward. Players of the week. The first set of players of the week for the year of 2024. Who are you starting out with? All right, so for this year, starting out with a um, man who actually came off the bench and turned the game upside down. Uh, and I'm talking about Kevin De Bruyne, who scored a goal and an assist in Manchester City's 3-2 win against Newcastle, which they were Manchester City was losing 2-1. to one. Once when Kevin De Bruyne went in, he changed the game. Uh, gave the pass to uh, or he scored the first goal, dude. That was insane. Like, I have no idea. He shot it and it went between the defender's legs right into the bottom corner and just rolled in there. It was like, what? I was just like, I cannot believe that shit just happened. And then the pass, where I have no idea, I can't even, I don't even know how that pass happened, but it was super clean where it just kind of curled around the defender and just, uh, there was this young dude, this young guy, he just came in, I think, as a sub, and then he just did a little regateo, and then real quick, just chopped it in with his last touch at the last, like, minute, the 90th minute, and I was like, wow. I was like, De Bruyne just changed the game right there for Manchester City. I was mm-hmm. like, jeez, man. So, I'm picking him. I'm picking him. No, solid. KDB, way to, way to come back after dealing with his injuries. Um, yeah, exactly. This is how you bounce back. Not that weird, really cringy dance video that he did. Um, so. <laughs> Never gonna and, let him. Go. Uh, and how? And who'd you pick? A lot of people would think I was gonna say Vinicius Junior because he scored a hat trick against Barcelona in that four-one win in the Spanish Super Cup that no one gives a shit about. Um, so, and I wasn't gonna pick him because that would go against what everything I say that no one gives a shit about the Spanish Super Cup. So. My player for for this week is Olivier Giroud, who scores a goal and an assist in AC Milan's 3-1 win against Roma. Oh, his Roma. assist was fucking dirty, bro. That was disgusting. Dude, Giroud He did like a little, did like a little just... heel, a back heel, right between the dude's legs. I was like, dog, that, that's, 
That's disgusting, bro. I was like, gee. Olivier Giroud, bro, is a fine wine, dude. The dude just gets better with age, man. Like we and are I know that's one of your that's one of yours. That's one of your main strikers. Like if you, you were to you were to pick like a striker, like like that's one of your favorite strikers. I know that for a fact. Dude's a fucking highlight reel. It was funny as hell when when Arsenal signed I remember they, they signed like two strikers way, way back. And one of them was was Luka Podolski, which I was more hyped about Podolski because I knew about Podolski. Um, and then and then there was Olivier Giroud, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Who would have <laughs> thought I'd be more hyped about?" Olivier. I've been a ever since then. I've been I've been such a big fan of Olivier Giroud. Dude's just fucking electric. I I did not even wish him ill will when he joined Chelsea. Like that's how that's how much you know I like this guy. Um, maybe if he was at Tottenham, I would have hated him a little bit, but like, nah, this dude is so underrated, man. People like really do not respect this man as much as he should get. Dude is a, a world cup winner and, and probably the most clutch guy I've ever seen as well. Like the dude has that, cl- like, I haven't seen a guy with this kind of clutch genius as Matt Zukic. like the yeah. dude j- and then just comes out with fucking bangers, bro. Uh, and Manzukic, another guy that just got better with age. I mean, if you got, if you remember that guy, um, oh yeah, in a, in a lose, they lost, they lost in that Champions League final against Real Madrid, and I remember like, and never can tell you this, I was talking more about Manzukic than I than I talked about winning that Champions League final. Um, oh yeah, I was like, bro, that goal for Manzukic. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just, it was just clean, dude. Was like just, I was like, bro, I forgot unex- all about the. It was an unex, yeah. It was just an unexpected. You you forgot all about that. Hey, this is a Champions League game. Yeah, dude. I was like, fuck, bro, what a goal. I was like, if 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 uh they use like FIFA street rules where you get like cool points, maybe they would have oh, won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely would have won that way, but but yeah. So congratulations to Kevin De Bruyne and Olivier Giroud for being our players of the week. So we're changing things up with the voting format. We're, we're still going to offer a fan vote because, you know, we need to have your voices heard. But the way we're doing this now is that we're actually going to post a link. If you're going to see, if you see this on, on the X or, or threads, I'm going to try to use threads a little bit more. So if you see this on the link will be available. You just click on the link and you can go ahead and vote. Um, if you're on Instagram, post it on the stories. You you'll see you'll see the link right there, and also be available on our link tree as well. But so that way we can actually collectively see all the votes. Um, it'll make things kind of easier for me <laughs> to to count votes. Um, I didn't try to change it la- during in the middle of last year because obviously I, I'm, I'm not going to change the format as we're going on. So this is this is how we're going to do it. I think it's going to be a little bit easier. So. Go ahead and cast your vote. It should be available right now. Um, you know what? I'll even post the. I'll, I'll also add it on the on uh, on YouTube. It'll be the it'll be the pinned uh, comment. You can vote for your player of the week for there. So remember, these guys, me and Edward, each have given them a vote for the player of the year award. You guys will help get them an additional vote, which helps their chances to win the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. So congratulations to Kevin De Bruyne and Olivier Giroud for being our players of the week. We do have some games coming up this weekend, man. Lots of action. So we'll kick things off in going across, you know, 
other stuff going on uh, besides the leagues that we normally talk about, Edward. USA versus Slovenia. Uh, this is the the camp cupcake uh, for the U.S. national team. Um, that's the reason why we're not talking about them because, to be honest, uh, these are guys that we're probably not going to see ever again in, in the U.S. men's yeah. national team. No offense. Um, it's a lot of MLS guys. So, But they'll be playing against Slovenia. I'm sure that would be a good match. Uh, Cham Sapor versus Galatasaray. That's going to be a good one, especially in the Turkish League. We'll keep an eye on all that. Uh, in the African Cup of Nations, we got Senegal versus Cameroon. That one should be very interesting. We'll see uh, Sadio Mane versus uh, Andre Onana. I'm, I'm sure Cameroonian Andre Onana is better than Manchester United Andre Onana. At least we hope so. And Tunisia taking on Musa's dark horse of the tournament, Mali. Um, if you guys, especially, you know, once again, shout out to Musa, man. Go ahead, check out his stuff. Links are going to be in the description and the bios. Uh, so you guys can go ahead and check out his stuff. But he did pick Mali as his dark horse team. I picked Ghana. They they already lost to Cape Verde. Uh, that so that that aged very poorly on on it. Uh, in Liga Mekis, we got Atletico San Luis taking on Pumas. Uh, Tigres versus Chivas de Guadalajara. I told you I was gonna watch some Chivas. <laughs> I watch Chivas this year a little bit. Um, they're gonna have a big test against Tigres. Um, in League One. Coupe de France, which is basically their FA Cup. Um, so I'm I'm not gonna pick specific games because right now it's like the early stages of the tournament. So it's a lot of like lower division teams taking on like the the first division teams. So I can't tell you which one's good. <laughs> uh, maybe I should have picked whoever Olympic Leon is because that's probably a pretty even matchup. Because they stink. <laughs> like good God, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I might not have to give away a jersey. <laughs> they are bad. Like I mean, oh my god. Damn. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they'll they'll quote this and then just and just start winning after this. That sounds about right for me. <laughs> In the Bundesliga, we got RB Leipzig taking on Bayern Leverkusen. You guys remember Bayern Leverkusen still on top of the table. Um, yeah. SE Freiburg versus TSG Hoffenheim. It's a very good underrated matchup. You guys should probably watch that one. Um, in Serie A, we got Roma taking on Hellas Verona. You know, they need a need a bounce back after that Olivier Giroud masterclass. And Salernitana, where, if you guys know, Guillermo Ochoa, Memo Ochoa, for those of you who don't know that, uh, plays there. He's a goalkeeper there. They're not very good. Um, taking on Genoa. And I'm not kidding. Salernitana is terrible, but it's not his fault. Um, in La Liga, we got Real Betis taking on Barcelona and Girona taking on Sevilla. So, which is the other, uh, another team. Speaking of teams that are a part of my jersey bet, Sevilla, you know, so they have to go up against <laughs> Girona, who they look pretty good this year. Man. They're, they're, they're definitely the story of the, of this season is, uh, Girona. In the English Premier League, we got AFC Bournemouth taking on Liverpool and Brighton and Hope Albion taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers. So those are some good matchups this coming weekend. I know it's not all the matches, but if you guys are still trying to get into this game and not know what the fuck to watch, well, that's a good beginner's guide for you guys. So uh, we'll go ahead and take one more break. We'll go ahead and wrap this show up with three up, three down. Are you ready to elevate your sports betting experience? Look no further than DraftKings Sportsbook. Why choose DraftKings Sportsbook? 
unmatched variety. Bet on your favorite sports leagues or discover new ones to follow. Live betting. Test your instincts and feel the adrenaline as you bet in real time while a game unfolds. Promotions and boosted odds. DraftKings keeps the excitement going with a range of promotions, odds boosts, and special offers. And a user-friendly interface. Whether you're a seasoned better or new to the game, DraftKings' intuitive platform makes placing bets a breeze. Ready to dive in? BillyUp Sports has partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook to give you an exclusive offer. Sign up at dkng.co forward slash BillyUp150 and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 or more. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your love for sports to the next level. Sign up today and let the games begin. Please gamble responsibly. 21 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, and we're back. So three up, three down. If you guys are new to the podcast, three up, three down is a segment where me, Edward, occasionally Spencer, uh, which I forgot to text Spencer to get his three up, three down. So whoopsie on me. Um, but normally in, on this segment, uh, what me and Edward do is that we give you guys our top three and bottom three of a random topic. So, and usually when we do these end of the, end of the episode segments, we try to keep it away from soccer. Um, kind of, I guess what, like a palate cleanser, I guess, if you will, is that what it is? Mm, yeah. Kind of in a way. Yeah. So it's kind of. Kind of like a palate cleanser. So it's kind of just one of those things where, we, you know, we're done talking about soccer. So we just want to let loose on some stupid topic. So another year is done. So we're going to go ahead and do our three up, three down. The topic is the year 2023. This could honestly be anything. It could be pop culture wise. It could be personal. It could be sports affiliated. Um, But it's just, you know, our our bottom and top three things that happen in the year 2023. So, Edward, would you like to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, so we're doing the three down. Yeah. Okay. So three down. So number three. Um, I was gonna say the heat wave this summer. Oh yeah, that's he was this summer. That was it was really bad. Like even here in Houston, like usually you would think like we could probably survive it, dude. And I'm telling you this because I know it's this like first world problems or you know kind of stuff. But um, I mean the heat wave just all around in the United States in general. I think there was actually places where people got their shoes stuck on the pavement when it was like when it's tar that black tar. And they got their shoes, their gum shoes, uh, stuck on their pavement. I mean, it was super, super hot once they were walking to their cars kind of stuff. Bro, you um, can literally cook, like, you can cook an egg. Yeah. I, I yeah, saw someone really, cook an egg. It, it I literally, really I seen it. Like, it, it was, I actually saw that. No, yeah, it was record level heat, bro. It was def. it was really bad. Like, I, oh, yeah. it was, I, I would say 100%. that, especially, you know, for, for Robo, you know, like my dog. Um, oh, yeah. If you guys don't know, I have a dog named Robo. Um, like normally we walk, you know, we'll, I use, if I'm able to, I'll walk them at, uh, at noon. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm home, if I'm not working or anything like that, um, which I mean, this year I've been unemployed for a very long time. Um, but uh, so I was walking him at noon, but man, dude, it was so hot. Like he would not go outside. Like he was like, nope. 
and I, it was funny too because the first time I kind of re- I realized that Robo didn't want to go outside because he knew it was hot outside. Like I was just like, okay, you know, okay, well, so we'll wait till it, it gets cooler. Um, so yeah, we stopped doing our noon walks during during that that summer because it was it was really like really rough on his paws to walk on that concrete. And uh, oh yeah, my mom was like, oh, what what if we buy him some shoes? And I was like, I just don't think Robo would do it. <laughs> and I think like her solution was to use like children's socks. Um, I guess that that could work. So we tried to put that on. Robo was just like, nope, not doing this. Nope. <laughs> so, it is. And now we're dealing with record level cold. So um, I did buy Robo a hoodie. So I'm gonna see if he's cool with that. But I, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. Maybe I, I really don't want to be that dog him. owner that dresses their pets, but. It's like really fucking cold, so I really don't oh, want to risk really, it with him. Really so it's really cold. So yeah, so I mean, I, I hopefully he's cool with it. I don't know. Maybe he's really sensitive about his paws. I've noticed that about him. But yeah, so yeah, the, the heat definitely that's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, that's number number three. Number two. Um, let me see. Number two. Uh, To be honest, um, I mean, I can't just pinpoint one or the other kind of things. Because um, I feel like there was there was a lot of um, natural disasters going on around the world. Earthquakes, tornadoes, what have you. Like, there was so many things going on around the world. Flooding, tsunamis. Um, Something happened in Hawaii, hell. right? Yeah, the yeah that was actually that's what I was thinking. Like the the volcano when it erupted and all the all the fires, and all the all the all the flames and everything like that. Um, yeah, so that that was actually um, my thing. So it was um, how do I say? Because I I don't want to just say the it was like the the wildfires there you go and it was like um the supposedly it was like the dry conditions in there and i think it was like in oahu mm-hmm. so yeah it was just um it, it was pretty bad i think it was like not around the same time as when we had that heat wave like in june july it was like right after that like in august so yeah um and, and it was like I think it was like most of them, most of the stuff that happened is like in the in the tourist in the tourist parks, you know. So a lot of people they make their money off of those off of doing stuff like that, you know, being like touristy spots, um, you know, uh, uh, the the coconuts, the pineapples, everything like that, like selling all that stuff, like the fruit. Um, mm. It just it just didn't pan out very well for them. For that reason because it's like you know everything got burned out um and there was actually some debts as well too and then yeah i'm not yeah so that was that was a, a lot of natural tragedy. disasters so yeah, no, yeah you, so that's, that's a good one i mean well i mean not really a good one I, but a good, i mean <laughs> a good like uh, three down uh, for sure yeah there you go <laughs> yeah i was about to say that's a good one i was like oh heck you're, watch your watch your words <laughs> But I mean, for to be on a three down, that's definitely, which I mean, way way to way to bring down the mood, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, get ready to get it brought down even more because here's my number one. 
And my number one is, and I know a lot of people resonate with this one, uh, the death of Matthew Perry. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I read his book. Um, I was actually planning on reading his book, and then obviously, you know, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, yeah. and and which I was just like, I guess I gotta really read this now. Um, because ever can tell you, I'm really bad at reading. Um, not, not reading per se, just the discipline of reading. Yeah. And so, so I read his book. Um, it's, it's just crazy. All that was going through what, what he was going through during, during friends. I ended up rewatching friends also. Um, not because he's passing away, but it's just, that's a, that's a show that I just always have on my natural rotation of, of, of shows that I, I end up rewatching. Um, the office if, if, if i don't re, if i don't try to watch a new series i'll i'll rewatch something and friends is usually a good one it's a it's just a really good show you know and uh and i actually finally watched the reunion up their their reunion that they had on hbo oh yeah um that was just wow like very an emotion emotional especially because obviously i watched it after after matthew perry passed away so um uh, it was definitely like just wow just especially of all of them, Matthew Perry was definitely the one that you could tell has things have not gone well for him. Even with Matt LeBlanc being fat. Like, I mean, like that was just, which I was surprised by that one. Cause you know, it's Joey Tribune, but then again, he eats a lot. Um, but, but yeah, no, it, it, that was a really big, that was pretty, not as, I mean, I'm not trying to say that, Oh my God, it's a celebrity. So it's tragic, but it's just like what he had to like go through what he was fighting, dealing with his addiction and where he finally yeah. was in kind of like in a good place, still battling with addiction. Like you guys understand what, where he's at with addiction is like at a whole like problem. Like he can't be near it kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like he will relapse. Like he, it's one of those things where like, it's not a matter of, of if it's a matter of when it's going to happen, like he will relapse. Like it's happened time and time again for him. And so like, which is what I got to learn about him from his book was just like his struggle of him wanting to like not do this stuff, but it was just in his head where he just couldn't live without it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it was, it's an, it's an unfortunate thing, but like all that he's been able to do, especially someone that has, you know, for him that's gone through so many re- rehabilitation centers, you know? Um, and then for him to like develop a better program, unfortunately it didn't work for him, but like, to develop a program because of, of what he experienced to make it better for guys that go that for people that have gone through addiction, you know, to make it easier for them to, to really fight their addiction issues. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's, and then, then obviously, you know, me and Edward are millennials. So we grew up on friends. Um, so it, it's always, it's, you know, it, it's, it's one of those like shows where, it's comforting, you know. It's weirdly enough, com- weirdly enough, comforting where you could just put on a random episode of Friends and and just forget what's around, you know. So, so yeah, that that was a tough loss for sure. Yeah, it really was, man. So, I think I brought the room down. So, uh, well, okay. Yeah. So, good thing that my three downs are going to be comical, but uh, but yeah. So my first, my first three up. Is my three up? My first three down is the uh, the submarine. 
Uh, that, oh god. That had to be and yeah, it, it, it's fucked up that it happened, but the reason why is just like there was so many memes. like dude, people died. Like and and we were making f- and people were making f- and I I, I got to say we cuz I I know I was definitely doing it too. And we were making fun of it. Like you know, like was this this isn't like I mean this is definitely up there with like uh, Jeff Bezos building that penis rocket, but the thing was <laughs> that like it wasn't where like it was con- you know for that the penis rocket was just funny but on all reason because one they really didn't go into space, and and two it ended with Jeff Bezos stepping out of that penis rocket wearing a cowboy hat, so it was just like everything that comedy wanted, but it was like the same like the think of the same effort put into that penis rocket but put into a submarine for people to go see the titanic i think that was the goal i think that was the goal they lost connection of the controller yeah and so like we don't know if they're dead but it's really safe to assume that they are kind of thing i mean it's uh, yeah it's been it's been a while like yeah so it, it, it was one of those things where it's like like you know, the the penis rocket could have gone completely awful. Like it could have done a very bad turn. But like it was like basically we were making fun of that because of just the events of the fact that it was a penis shaped rocket. But then if you were to put that same amount of effort, it, it was literally the same amount of effort for that submarine. It's just that like they didn't come back coming out wearing a cowboy hat. Like it, they're not back. So, but the that thing was is, the- like there was so many memes about how the the controller was, and everybody was saying. It was probably a Logitech controller, Mad Cat's controller, and we we're like, damn. Like they were just going after the gaming industry at this point. They're like, some of them even put like, oh, it was a play school controller, like the one that little babies use. Yeah, it was bad. Like was this like, is one of those years where like the fate of humanity is is not in good hands. <laughs> I mean This is this is where I felt like okay, let me put it this way. This is where I felt that humanity or or like the common sense of humanity or like even the compassion of humanity was that episode of South Park where uh, James Cameron went underwater to find, you know, the, the bar, like to set the bar for common sense kind of stuff. I don't know if you remember that episode. And then he even made it his own little theme song going down. And he's like, I've reached the bottom. And then he's like, and I'm going to keep going. And then like, he just kept going. He's like, I finally reached the bar, the bottom of the barrel. And then he lifts it up. So then apparently that bar, when he lifts it up, everybody starts coming out of it. And they're like, oh, what, what am I doing in the mud pit? Like wrestling with a fat kid. Like, I think there was a, it was um, Michelle Obama wrestling with Cartman. And she's like, whoa. What, what am I doing? I, don't, with... I had definitely. Is this like like new the the newer seasons or no 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 oh, no no it's like mid seasons now like they still bro all bro, the new I stuff stopped watching South Park after oh bro I gotta I gotta let you know what episode it is and you can watch it on I think it's on it's on Paramount. HBO it's on Max no. oh, it's on okay. Max well it's I, also I've on been, I've been rewatching Paramount. I've been I've been rewatching South Park so. Uh, and I'm only yeah, on the first I'm, season, I'm, so I'm, I'm gonna send, so you, gonna I'm gonna send you the the I'm gonna send you the episode of uh, that, uh, or at least like so you can watch the episode. But yeah, it it was bad. It was, and then that 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 reminded me, especially because for one, it was a submarine. James Cameron went under there with a submarine, and the irony of it all, I was like, man, 
everybody over here is talking so much crap about this submarine that there's no bar for common sense or for you know compassion for these people and i understand that it was like the dude who created or wanted the submarine created uh his son and then a couple other people and it's like really cramped in there and then it's like they didn't i I was like i think they went into the bathroom into like a little itty bitty bucket kind of thing and i was like yo like what is going on like i was like this is bad like and everybody was like oh apparently they lost and i'm thinking i'm like you know you could have set like a backup team kind of thing going on you know like before you decided so many things that so many things could have been done before you decided to do this like out of like i I just don't think they did not prepare that's that's all I have to say is they did not prepare correctly no, for they, it. They pre- let me put it this way: they prepared to go down into not to come back a, up. a pool. No, no, they prepared oh. to go down into a pool where they could probably bust open the latch and the pressure wouldn't kill them, and then jump out and be like, "Okay, that was a good test run," you know, kind of shit. Yeah, but, it was it was really bad. It was it was it definitely was... bad. Uh, my number two is oh man, there's like so much. So much things that happened in 2023. So um, much carnage. A lot of shit. Um, I will. I will, I'll put this at number two only because like it got really old very quickly, and that's the that motherfucker is not real. Um, which if you guys don't, if I don't, if you guys can't remember this, um, so this lady on an airplane oh, got into yeah. this like. And, and and like it's so she's actually been she came back into social media she's really hot um her name's Tiffany Gomez um but like so she was she she went on part of my take which obviously I can tell you because that's like one of a podcast I like listening to and um they they've kind of befriended her now um so they they actually now like randomly do stuff with her um but like they asked her about it like what was over there and she was just like nothing <laughs> so but anyways it, it just became like this whole meme of this it's like there was so many people that are making memes off of this of off of her and and so like you know everyone everyone had like their own ver like you know tiktok just went crazy with with that one um a lot of memes that happened with her and then all, then all of a sudden she comes back on to social media and became this proponent for mental health. Um, so she, she, you know, she, she definitely took advantage of her fame. Um, but, but yeah, it just, I think at one point it got really old very quickly. Um, but she is very hot. I will, I will add that to it about Tiffany Gomez. Cause she is one attractive woman, very much out of my league. <laughs> um, she's in real estate. She, she lives here in, in Dallas, Texas, actually. Um, so shoot your shot, man. No, uh, shout out to, to Hank Lockwood. Um, Stephanie, if you're listening to this, I wanted I want to let you know that uh, uh, you thank Hank for me because he he made a very generous donation to some animal shelters here in the Houston area, saved millions of lives. So, you know what a guy, you know, a great guy. You know you should really, really, you know, you should really get to know him a little bit more. Uh, so <laughs> shout out to Hank. Uh, I'm sure he, he's going to fix that wall, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, Dear God. Anyways, uh, and then my number one down is uh the police officer <laughs> uh, oh here we go it it literally started the year <laughs> um 
So there was this police officer. I don't. I forgot what state. I think it was Tennessee, um, where she had an affair with her whole police unit. Um, and and like her husband's like a park ranger or some something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it 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 was just and, and like it was also a meme. Um, a lot of people roasted her. She they said that she looked like a. Uh, police Morty from from the the Rick and Morty planet. Oh uh, God! <laughs> yeah, she uh she uh she definitely got she got roasted pretty badly. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of things came out of that case where you know she was she was fooling around with all the cops and then and then she has the audacity to then try to sue them for sexual assault, which was like. In the entire hearings, all you heard about how she was very much complying with everything. So, yeah, that it, it was just like one of those things where it was just like, damn, she did all that, and then she came. Then all after like getting hit with the brunt of all that to come out and start trying to make yourself the victim of this. It was and it was just like one of those things where like even the people you were interviewing were like, yeah, we really don't buy this at all. Like you. <laughs> You chose to go down that route. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just remember, like, and here's the thing. I didn't know what was going on. All I just saw were just pictures of this cop, like, everywhere. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? So I finally Googled what the hell is this cop all about. And when I read the story, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, 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 okay, so I'm going to say this. Obviously, I'm, you know, ex-military. Okay. Kind of happens in the military too. Um, this dude here—he's not gonna finish, guys. He's not gonna finish this. I'm story. not gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not. To, I'm just saying it's. It, 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 people ain't loyal. That's all I gotta say. Um, but it, it, it kind of similar to to that, like you know, when you're in a very much male-dominated um, uh, field. Not saying that all all of them do it. Not saying that. Don't don't say that I'm saying that. But you do have those that kind of pull the same thing that that cop girl did, um, that pol- the police officer did. Um, oh god. Okay, I think I know so, where you're going with this. So once again, so like that was because like, uh, yeah. So I was like, wow. One, I agree that yeah. Which one? She she cheated on her husband. So like that's. Already a no-no, obviously. And then plus, a lot of those police officers that were in that unit are very much married as well. So, just a very ugly story. And then it, it just it was just unfortunate that then then this girl was just getting also strays for her appearance. Um, which I mean, I will say that there was like there was some pictures that made her look good, and then there were some pictures that weren't as flattering. I think it's just one of those things that's just in in the moment when she. You know, when she fixed, you know, she ain't ugly. I'm not going to say she's ugly. That would be really mean. Clearly, her whole precinct feels different. So, like. Oh, my God, this dude. (laughs) But, but yeah, it was just one of those weird stories that I couldn't believe happened. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I felt so bad for her husband, who was a park ranger, which, honestly, for for quite some time, I forgot that was even a job. Um, So... Yogi Bear went looking for the picnic basket, and I think he found it. Yeah, definitely did. 
Um, so, so yeah, so that was that was definitely to me the story of the year of 2023, the worst story of the year 2023. But all right, everyone, let's make things positive. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get going with the three ups. <laughs> yeah. All right. So three up. Mm. Uh, three up. Well, okay. How about this? I actually got to on my number three. Um, let's see. Number three, positive, positive. I'm trying to think, it was like a lot of positives didn't really happen, but you know, um, really, really trying to think. Nothing bro. positive happened in twenty twenty three. No, not a lot. So it's like I have to think about it. Um, Wait, what are you thinking about it? You want me to go? Yeah, go. Let's, let's switch it up. All I right. can go first. All right. My number my number three of my top three is that is is gonna be, you know, obviously I got to to live out my dream job of being an equipment manager for the Houston Dynamo. Obviously it's number three because obviously I got fired. Um but uh <laughs> Which I joke about it. I joke about it now. It doesn't. It doesn't. It obviously, if you if you asked me back in July when I did get fired, um, I it was a very, it was tough. You know, obviously I I cried because it was like, uh, I got, I you know one I it it was those one of the weirdest things ever was like, I know it wasn't because of me that I got fired. It was well, they said release. They okay. Let, let's. I'll, I'll be honest. They they said I was getting released. It's just a nice nicer way of saying getting fired. But, um, but yeah, no, I had so much fun though. Like within those, within that time of from January to to till the beginning of July, like it was just to me was just like every single day was awesome. Never felt like I. It never felt like work for me because it was shit that I I liked doing. Um, it, there was never a dull moment in, in there. Like everyone that I've met at the Houston Dynamo, um, are amazing people. Like I don't, like I I'm on I'm really I'm I always say a hundred percent. Like I don't wish ill will to anybody. I'm not mad at anyone from the Houston Dynamo. Like I knew the decision. I understood why the decision was made to release me. Um, uh, don't think I'm mad. Don't think I'm, and and, and even now like. You know, you know Edward Jose. You know from Goals TV, they can tell you like I do not take shots of the Dynamo. Like I don't. I do still. I still respect the club. I do love the club. I still root for the badge. You know. So, but you know, I got to meet some amazing people, and everyone at the Houston Dynamo Academy uh, really made me feel welcomed. Um, and and uh, if if anybody wants to say something about Tony Virgil. Uh, just, just understand that I will go to war for that man. Um, I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. So I'm just going to make that very clear. I have no ill will towards Houston Dynamo. I understood the decision and I respect the decision. Um, am I still unemployed because of, because of that unfortunate decision? Yes. But that, that's just because my resume sucks apparently. So, and so, I mean, I'm good. All right. Anybody listening to this, please tag the man that he said. Tag the dynamo if anything, so they can listen to it. or clip it, send it to them. Maybe you know, there's a there's a what you call it light at the end of the tunnel. Some good. No, 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 no. I, I, that one, I don't want that. To, I don't want anybody to do that. Um, but no, it was just once again, like I, I, it, it was a great experience. I met 
some uh, some amazing players, uh, some amazing pe- not just players, just amazing people in general. Uh, never thought I I would be rooting for uh, be rooting for Hector Herrera like I do now. Um, I might get a Hector Herrera jersey. Um, I might get a Hector Herrera Mexico jersey. I I might I might do it. Um, so, um, but no, I, it's a it, it you know what they're doing right now. They're the way they're building that club, man. They're doing a good job. Shout out to Pat Onstad. Shout out to Asher. Um, you know Nick Coba. Uh, Kenny Bundy, t- Tony v- uh, Vigil. I'm gonna say mention Tony Vigil again. Um, what they're doing over there, Ben Olson. Ben Olson's a fucking G. Um, but like everybody over there, man. Like I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for everybody over there, and um, just know that you guys let me live out a dream, and so, and I'm never going to take that for granted. So, and to every, all the guys in the academy, man, keep being great. You guys are gonna, you guys are doing the city proud, man. Uh, congratulations, Sebastian Rodriguez. Uh, you know, 16 years old, signed his first professional contract with the Houston Dynamo. Um, really proud moment for uh for uh, for him. But like, yeah, definitely like, I got a little emotional uh when I got when I saw the notification for him. Really proud of him. He's a he's a good kid, man, dude. Mexico, USA. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. Fucking call that kid up. He's fucking good. Like he will improve your team. Like, I, you're, he's gonna improve your national team, by the way. Um, but, but yeah, man, like, so no ill will towards Dynamo. It was honestly the best fucking job I could ever have done. And, um, if, if, if somehow, if I had to do, if I had to do this year all over again, I would do it all over again. Like I would not maybe hopefully not get fired, but like, I would, I would do it all over again. Like I, I would repeat the process and it was just, cause it was just that fulfilling for me. It was, it was amazing for me. So that was my number three. Obviously can't make it two or one because obviously I got fired, <laughs> but, uh, number two, um, it, 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 this was definitely like, uh, Edward, you can tell me if I, if I'm wrong with this, but it seems like it was the year of reunions. Yeah. Like everybody was so. doing some sort of fucking reunion. I think the, I could be wrong about the friends one. I think the friends was probably like the year before. Um, but, I think even Harry Potter did a reunion. Uh, I think that was around Christmas time in 2022. Okay, never mind. That, that doesn't count. In <laughs> uh, Sync, you know, In Sync did their reunion. Uh, everyone thought they were going to do a concert, but I think it was mainly to promote the new Trolls movie, which in some way we all got trolled. Um, so we'll circle a moment there. Um, Just one for Freaking uh, Beyonce reunited, uh, uh, like the Destiny the entire Child. Destiny's Child. Yeah, like the and I'm not just talking about Kelly Rowland and and Michelle. I'm talking about like if you guys remember the "Say My Name" music video, there was five of them in there, and so all of them were were in that reunion. So it was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other reunions that happened, but there was there was a lot of reunions. Uh, was wrestling? Was there any reunions in wrestling? Actually, um, was... didn't CM Punk come back again? Oh, CM, CM Punk reunited with the WWE. Yeah, you're right. That's a CM good one. CM Punk came back. Um, Randy Orton came back. Cody Rhodes came well, back. Well, Randy Cody Orton was. was Randy Orton has been with for, the WWE. It's just that he. No, I he, know, but he was out with injury. But yeah. then also Cody Rhodes came back to WWE. That was last year. That was the, that was uh that was 2022. Oh, um, really? oh, okay. No, but yeah, uh, that that one was big. Oh, Edge and Christian reunited because you know oh, now yeah. they're in AEW. Um, right. So, 
D'Amico Ryan's reunited with the Houston Texans. That's good. <laughs> Segway into my number one. My number one has been, it's not depressing <laughs> to be a Houston Texans fan anymore. <laughs> it's, um, dude, fucking A, this season has just, like, I got to pinch myself sometimes because I just cannot believe it, the way this team has been been playing, bro. Like, C.J. Stroud is an amazing quarterback. Um, You know what? My firstborn child, I'm going to name him C.J. Um, I don't know how many. Carlos Jose. Carlos Jose. Uh, Carlos Jose. Uh, but, yeah, that kid has just been amazing. I know everyone was saying that he wasn't going to be good because he didn't pass a certain test. Like, And I love his quote. He's like, I'm a football player, not a test taker. Uh, greatest quote of all time. <laughs> Damn, I love that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Houston Texans, uh, you know, just ended up winning the division. They they fucking demolished number one defense in the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. And this Saturday, they're going to go up against the Baltimore Ravens for uh, in the divisional round for a chance to go to the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, it's it's finally great to be a Texans fan again because this team stunk for quite some time. Um, Damn. No more the days of Deshaun Watson. It's now the, the C.J. Stroud era. Also, I have a... Speaking of shitty jerseys that I own, I do have a Deshaun Watson jersey that I still don't know. Some guy told me to set it on fire. I don't want to really do that because that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I I told him, hey, if you want to buy it for me for twenty bucks and you want to set it on fire, I'm cool with that. But I'm not I'm not gonna do it. So, hey, if you're if you're someone that likes Deshaun Watson for some weird reason, um, you want to buy a jersey. <laughs> Or if you want to set that jersey on fire, do you want to buy it from me so you can set it on fire? I'm willing to take any offers at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, but yeah, number one, Houston Texans, and, and obviously we, li- me and I, we live in Texas, you know, so we know what sport is king here. It's not soccer, unfortunately, but it is football, and you know, obviously we we're we're from Houston, so we root we root for the Houston Texans. Um, so it's been an amazing year. Just one once again. Domingo Ryan, Domingo Ryan's former, former draft first draft pick from the Texans, now coach of the team and made this team really good. So I'm really happy about that. So it's great to be a Texans fan yeah. in 2023. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Um. All right, 2023. Okay, so this one's kind of like an iffy. I uh, well, this one's 2023. Uh, we got to see EAFC 24, which is like basically no longer affiliated with FIFA. It's just EAFC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's gonna be. It's a new thing. I think it's a it's a it's a good thing in a sense, but at the same time, it's like we're waiting to see for them to fix the glitches. Because that game is glitchy as hell. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I can't fucking continue my la- my save. Why not? It won't fucking let me g- keep going. Like, all right. So I started out with the Houston Dynamo. I won back-to-back MLS Cups. Suck it. Um, and then I went to Boca Junior, and I won the treble. So I won the Argentinian League. Apparently, there's also, like, another cup thing that Argentina does. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me on that one. I'm just playing EA Sports FC. Um, and then I won the Copa Libertadores. And so I keep trying to leave to go to Europe, you know, to start making my big splash 
dominance in Europe, and it, it the the game kicks me out. Damn! Every time. Hell? So like, and it's crazy because like I've I I've gotten Ajax, I've gotten uh who else? I think I got like uh I had a championship team. I forgot what was the championship team, but like I got I was I signed with a championship team, got booted out, got Ajax, got booted out. Uh, I got uh I think it was a Turkish team. I think it may have been Trabzonspor. I got booted out. So like FIFA, EA FIFA. EA Sports FC will not let me continue. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like restart another career because one, that's literally three seasons. Three Damn. seasons that I've played already. I'm not trying to do it all over again. I'm sure you're not. Because it's very, it, look, guys, it's easy to start in the MLS and then go to the Argentinian League <sighs> and then go to Europe. It is uh, freaking difficult to do it the other way. So. And also, it takes a lot of patience to play in the MLS. <laughs> so, so, yes, and, I am not trying to start a new save. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, also, for my... All right. So, for my anime fans out there, um, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 came out. It was badass by the way um along with a few other animes that came out i think uh attack on titan ended up in 2023 i think that was like the last the last episode yes yes it did attack on Titan finally ended 2023 finally uh can't say the same for one piece but one piece still keeps popping out episodes which is cool with me apparently there's a new art style go figure and uh so i'm excited for all that you know i'm happy for all that like I said, for all the anime people. Uh, and number one uh, is, <laughs> and you're going to laugh, Fortnite came back with Fortnite OG, and then they actually did a zero build where you don't have to build at all. So it's just nothing but shooting and playing the storm, basically. So you're playing so, Fortnite You're playing Fortnite again? Oh, hell yeah, 100%. I, I noticed, okay, so... Fortnite, because I, I I literally don't play I don't play video games that much anymore, and clearly I'm not playing EA Sports FC anymore until like they they fixed that bug. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I was I saw that you can play as Peter or Peter Griffin was a boss or something like that. Yeah, he's so it's funny. He's a boss, but you can actually get the skin of Peter Griffin as well. But the yeah, thing and is it's like Jack. Peter, it's like Jack Peter. It's Griffin, a Jack like, Peter Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is. And this actually came out recently that Seth MacFarlane said that Epic Games told him we can't afford the fat Peter Griffin in the game because of the dimensions of his body and for it to be moving around, it costs a little bit more. So they left him jacked. That's funny. Um, yeah, it is. And then that's I think, what, apparently I that's think what Avenged Sevenfold like, did like a concert in Fortnite as well. They did a concert. Uh, Eminem did a concert. The Weeknd did a concert. Um, it's uh, great to think that yeah. this all started from Travis Scott, by the way. Um, but... Yeah, it all started with Travis Scott. But yeah, no, I mean it was a, it was pretty good. It was a, it was pretty cool too. Like uh, they even have the Eminem skins too, okay. and then they had like yeah, they had like the Marshall Mathers skin, the Eminem skin. The, uh, they had a E Boy. 
you know, whenever he did the Slim Shady song and he came dressed up like Robin, but except it was like, he looks different. Oh, um, yeah, right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like Fortnite decided to do a lot of, the, they did collaboration with Lego as well. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We should, pre, we should pretty much uh, tag like Fortnite on this, Epic Games on this, so we can say they can see that I'm hyping them up. Because honestly, I, I do have fun playing Fortnite, especially no build because i am done playing with tryhards with sweaty tryhards who are building a castle while i'm over here building a pizza box okay so leave me the fuck alone all right <laughs> all right so fortnite the so year of fortnite yeah, the um, year of fortnite yeah the year the comeback of fortnite that's the year of the comeback of fortnite <laughs> all right um so that is that is episode 158 um i want to give a shout out to the belly up podcast network you can check out their website bellyupsports.com lots lots of great articles being written over there go ahead and check them out you'll may or may not see this on youtube because i i might i'm kind of debating on what i want to what clip i want to give them for their youtube channel but also subscribe to them on youtube uh bellyup sports um check out their instagram and x at bellyup media and at bellyup sports lots of great content check out all their youtubers over there youtubers their podcasters over there uh, Kelsey from High Low Sports, uh, Jared from the Corner Booth, uh, man, uh, uh, Josh, Josh uh, from Rising, uh, Rising to the Occasion, Jesus Christ. Oh no, I think that's what it's called. Actually, Rising to the Occasion, is it? Don't quote me on that. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Josh. sorry, Josh, if I got that wrong. Um, but they also have some cool belly up exclusives. Um, if you guys have been keeping up with belly up i was on there recently on their belly up after dark which is basically where it's late night we talk some sports uh we drink we drink some alcohol i drink a lot of alcohol so that go ahead and check that out because i'm sure that was enjoyable (laughs) but um so yeah belly up tv man go ahead and check them out lots of great stuff uh goals tv man goals tv is the hulu of soccer content if you guys want to check out lots of great people obviously you guys got to see musa from mo football you can see him there as well uh lots of great content man you'll you'll see me every once in a while as well on, on a goal tv on their original programs like yanks the round table or wake up mls so if you guys also want to see me over there go ahead and check it out you can also watch uh episodes of insert name fc over there as well so which is kind of the reason why one of the reasons why me and edward started making uh created our youtube channel please subscribe to youtube by the way um so there is that um so check them out at golz.tv on instagram once again at golz.tv on instagram and on x at golz underscore tv uh links will also be in the description if you guys want to make things easier and of course shout out to roosevelt spencer man uh shout out to him dude way to way to perform for last episode for the end of year episode uh his performances of eye to eye uh you know hero by foo fighters and and obviously ea baila sola by by peso pluma were amazing uh speechless once in a lifetime kind of uh, performances so uh once again spencer you're probably gonna get pissed off when i say this but you probably could have opted out of ea baila sola like you could we we could have picked another song for you um i was really impressed that you chose to go ahead and sing it uh, if anything, I did not expect you to sing that song. I actually thought you were going to text me immediately like, bro, this shit's in Spanish. 
and you didn't. So you're 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 you the true testament. You took it on. You're the true testament of what it means to be a Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award winner. Shout out to Erling Haaland, by the way. Uh, so, so literally, like, uh, so that's another thing we could just add on to what it takes to be a Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year, which is resilience and never backing down from an obstacle like a language barrier. So, so that that uh, just all in all. So, if you guys. Want to know a little bit more about Spencer? If you guys hear the intros and outros for our episodes, well, Spencer is the mastermind behind behind them. He's also the one that has to edit our singing bed, so unfortunately, he has to hear me and Edward sing. Um, we apologize for that, by the way, Spencer. Um, so, if you guys want some beat work done, <laughs> if you guys have a YouTube channel or a podcast, or or maybe you're a musical artist, well. Follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. If you guys need some beat works done, shoot him up a message and he'll take great care of you like he always does for us. Also, everything's everything that I just said is gonna be in the description uh below um of these episodes. So you guys can go ahead and check them out as well. So thank you so much for listening to episode 158. Catch us next week for episode 159, where I have a big interview. It's actually a personal Remember, guys, when I started this podcast, I had a personal list of people that I wanted to interview. And this guy is, in fact, on my list. And that is Eddie Robinson, four-time MLS Cup champion, former Houston Dynamo commentator. So he's going to be on next week's episode for an interview. Um, it was a lot of fun uh, to do it. Hopefully, we can definitely bring him on for, for some more discussions. So it's really exciting for me. I cannot believe I've, I was able to hold, <laughs> wait this long to finally announce it. But yes. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to episode 158. Catch us next week for episode 159, where you're going to hear my interview with Eddie Robinson. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah.